1: All right, it's a Wednesday, middle of the weekday. We are closer to Friday than we were on Monday, and that, of course, is a good thing. Got a full show today. During this first hour, I want to talk uh, about the wall, want to talk about President Trump, want to talk about Ann Coulter, and then get into an idea a friend of mine had about um, building uh, the wall as well as uh, an idea I've got about building the wall. And the whole thing about, you know, make Mexico pay for it. I'll, uh, I'll bring that up to you here in just a second, something that I've been thinking about as far as that's concerned. And uh, second hour, Rob uh, Steinbach is going to be here. We're going to deal with the legalities of the bump stop uh, stock law or uh, DOJ move that happened yesterday. It's not really a law. It's a change of some wording in a uh, administrative proposal. So we'll talk about that. want to talk about SB 15. Uh, that's State Senator Trent Garner's new law that he wants to see uh, be codified and become law here in the state of Arkansas about lowering the rate for buying it a concealed carry uh, permit. And I want to talk about the uh, passing yesterday in the Senate of uh, the uh, piece of legislation uh, called First Step, First Step Act now has been passed by House and Senate will make its way to the president and then when he signs it it will become law uh senator tom cotton was absolutely against it uh former governor mike huckabee says some things about it that i have uh, as well and i want to talk about that we would like i'd like to talk a little bit if i got time today as well uh, about uh mayor Stodola, and now that he is going to uh Retire and be out December thirty first. Uh, his pension from the city of Little Rock will be eighty thousand dollars a year. Are you happy with that? All right. Uh, the and and the city's going to be hooked on sixty thousand two hundred and sixty eight dollars annually for at least ten years. So a lot of things that uh, we got to talk about today. Uh, also Joe and duck typically are here, but today it will just be duck. And I do believe, uh, Jerry is coming in from bumper to bumper. Uh, Joe is under the weather. So, uh, we probably won't see him again until after the first of the year. So keep all that in mind and uh, know that uh, we're ready to get it underway here on the Dave Ellswick show Ann Coulter went off, uh, today uh, with the people from the Daily Caller, they have a podcast, and uh, if you don't listen to it, you should. Uh, it's a great podcast. It talks uh, uh, about uh, what's going on politically, and they have some great guests. And they just so happen to have Ann Coulter today. And uh, you can get it uh, get this podcast just by going to dailycaller.com and then sign up to be a, a subscriber. Uh, to the uh, Daily Caller podcast, uh, you can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Sound, you know, from SoundCloud and uh, Stitcher. So there's different ways of getting it. I tend to get it. They they tend to send it to me uh, because they want me to pay attention to what they're talking about. So in a fiery interview at the end of the podcast with Ann Coulter. He said uh, that they got into the seeming walk back by the White House of Trump's line in the sand last week when he told Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer that he'd be willing to shut down the government if he didn't get $5 billion to start building the border wall. Now, you remember, he said he'd own it. He'd take it, he'd own it. And that would, it would be uh, his uh, you know, pleasure to shut down the government. Well, uh, earlier this week now, Presidents, they're backing off of all of that and uh, talked about later on pots of money here and there. And now we've got John Thune, Senator John Thune, backing off, on, backing off that particular uh, narrative as well. So the White House appears to have taken a, a shutdown off the table now. Instead, seeking to work with Congress to move money already allocated for other things to the construction of the wall. And Coulter, well, to say she went nuts is an understatement. you got to hear it. I mean, you can hear the irritation and the anger in her voice in that interview. She was one of Trump's biggest supporters back in 2016. And uh, she's showing now she's almost lost her faith that a uh, a wall is ever going to be built. To say she's mad at the president is an understatement. There was a, a full 15 minutes of this interview that they did with her where she is just livid. I mean, just coming unglued. And and here's some of the things that, uh, that she had to say. And I, I can't say that I disagree with her because I don't. You got. Quote, they're about to have a country where no Republican will ever be elected president again, Coulter said. Trump will just have been a joke presidency who scammed the American people, amused the populace for a while, but he'll have no legacy whatsoever. When asked if she would vote for Trump in 2020, if there is no wall, um, the author of the book and we had her on when this book came out in Trump. We trust said no, nor will I think most of his supporters. Why would you to make sure? I don't know. Ivanka and Jarrett make money. Question mark. Okay. So I, you know, here's my problem. I, I got, I got same feelings that she did about what Trump is doing now. You know, that that White House meeting, man, I played that three, was it three times I played that the other week about uh, for the listeners to hear it because he got got at uh, uh, Pelosi and he got at Schumer as well as he did. And then he turns around and goes soft. And I don't, I'm not getting it at all. I'm not getting it all. Now, you know, Newt Gingrich is right. If something disastrous happens because that wall doesn't get built, it's on the Democrats. It's on the Democrats. Now, I hope somebody doesn't uh, let out that the reason that the president's not pushing it is that if he doesn't get the wall built, he's sure that something probably will happen, and the Democrats will suffer for it. I don't want to see us play politics that way anymore. I, I just don't want to see that happen. And I mean, they're stuck with it. There's no doubt about it. They're stuck with it. The Democrats are. If something does serious happen, I mean, if a if a terrorist gets through or or whatever, and uh, you know does. Uh, You know, kills people, threatens to kill people, whatever. Uh, Then it becomes their new Gingrich talked about this. Do we have that piece? We got okay. This is cut one with Gingrich talking about the Dems are one disastrous crime from looking really, really bad because of the wall.
2: The question is whether or not there's going to be a uh, government shutdown. Last week, the president made it very clear when he was talking to Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. He would be proud to shut down the government because getting a wall and the border security is so important, he would shut down the government. Now, it sounds like Mitch McConnell tried to float a couple of ideas in front of the Democrats. They wouldn't bite. There may be a continuing resolution which continues everything at the same levels until Nancy Pelosi takes over the House. It looks as if... Uh, the Democrats are going to win on this. There will be no money for the president and his wall this time.
3: Well, I mean, they may win for two weeks, but I, again, I think the president is probably trying to get past the Christmas season. Um, I've always thought, <clears throat> having been through shutdowns when I was speaker, I don't think uh, shutting the government down on Christmas Eve is a particularly big win for anybody. Uh, and I think it's a pain in the neck for The hundreds of thousands of families that are affected directly by it. So I, the president has not given up yet. And I do think the, the issue of whether the Democrats, you know, they're one really disastrous crime away from looking really bad. Uh, there are problems with people coming to the U.S. illegally. There are people who commit crimes who come to the U.S. illegally. MS-13 is a threat. Right. And I think for the Democrats to decide they don't want to protect America, uh, is a, a tough position right, for him but, to take. But the but,
0: problem is, but Newt, I just don't know where the president's <clears throat> leverage is on this. Everything you say is logical. These Democrats are on the record supporting the positions the president has. All that being said, I don't see the leverage to get what he wants.
3: Well, I mean, his leverage ultimately, if he's prepared to do it, is to refuse to accept the appropriations bill. Uh, <clears throat> I, I could imagine getting to an agreement where they pass two separate bills uh one for homeland security which he refuses to sign and the other for the rest of the government right. which doesn't need to be in the middle of this fight uh and, and gradually gets it down to a point but the president has enormous leverage if he just you know uh if he says he won't sign it right they've got to get a two-thirds majority in both the house and senate to pass anything
1: all right so you, government shutdown over Christmas wouldn't, you know, the optics, basically, is what Gingrich's saying, wouldn't be good. But the Democrats are playing, he believes, a dangerous game here. If you heard what Newt uh, said uh, in the end of that, he said the president could sign, you know, a CR, a continuing resolution for all of the government or even a budget for all of the government except for homeland security and then hold up homeland security until he gets the money for the wall. Would he do that? I don't know. All I know is that he's got to get the wall built. Now, the Democrats know that this is a huge, was a huge, uh, you know, promise he made during the run-up to the election, back in 16. So, if he doesn't get it done, it makes him look good, it probably makes him weaker on uh, re-election day. However, are they willing to put the gun barrel to to their face and stare into that barrel and feel sure that no one's going to pull the trigger on them. I mean, look, we all know, I can go back and I can do one one two-hour piece on a show of how the Democrats, on everything that the president is asking for on this wall, have agreed to and have said that we need it, but they're still holding it as a methodology to try to keep the Latino vote stirred up so the Latinos are going to vote for them and that the Latinos can't see that they're being played is even, is even worse. But the big thing here is that the president better prove to those who voted for him as Ann Coulter did, as I did, as others have done, as you probably did, um, uh, that he wasn't just playing us and never thought he was going to even get the wall built. So uh, we're going to come back, talk about this some more. And, uh, you know, the the president also yesterday, uh, you know, announced, or the Department of Justice announced the whole thing about the bump stop, uh, the bump. uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, the bump stocks—I want to say stops—for some reason, the bump stocks uh, that uh, they made them illegal. Uh, Even the NRA said, "Okay, we'll go along with that," but they're ticked off because the way they've written this piece of legislation, if you bought one when they were legal, now you are being told you have to turn them in or you have to destroy them. So we got uh, we got things to talk about today. I I think the president. May have hurt himself with his base. A230965. That's the number we've got here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 823 0965. If you voted for the president, have these two des- decisions backing off of the, uh, the wall right now and backing off of shutting the government down uh, if uh, they didn't bring the money up to the table to build the wall and the uh, bump stocks. Uh, being found uh, illegal, and going back and saying, even if you bought them when they were legal, we want you to turn in those bump stocks, and we want you to make sure they get destroyed or they get turned in to the uh, alcohol, tobacco, and, and firearms folks. we got a lot to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 22 minutes after 2. Now right, we're back, Dave Ellswick Show. And so uh, you who voted for the president... Uh, here in 2016, do you feel, I don't have a better word than betrayed, uh, by the president? I mean, yesterday, uh, Sarah walked out, uh, Sanders came out, was talking to Fox News, and said that, uh, well, she broke from the hard-line position the president had set, and then told Fox News, There are certainly a number of different funding sources that we've identified that we can use, that we can couple with money that would be given through congressional appropriations that would help us get to that $5 billion that the president needs in order to protect the border. Sanders uh, reiterated that position during a rare Tuesday afternoon uh, press briefing, noting that Alternative funds within government agencies may be used to uh, appropriate funding for the proposed wall. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell later told reporters on Capitol Hill he is near confident a shutdown now will not occur. President Trump also markedly changed his rhetoric this morning. On Twitter, promising that, quote, one way or another, unquote, a wall will be built. Trump previously had tweeted his intention to shut down the government. The news may have come as welcome relief to government workers, but it was sourly received by folks that are against uh, all of this illegal immigration that's going on on the southern border, and they talked with the Daily Caller, They're called folks like myself now restrictionists say they probably fear that Trump is blowing his last chance while Republicans control both houses of Congress. Either Trump never intended to build a wall and was scamming voters from the beginning, or he hasn't the first idea how to get it done and no interest in finding out, said conservative author Ann Coulter. In an email, adding, quote, "My prediction is his support will evaporate, and Trump will very likely not finish his term, and definitely not be elected to a second term." That's really strong. I'll try to get Ann on. Uh, may not be able to do it this week, but I bet you we can get her on here uh, shortly. Center for Immigration Studies, executive editor Mark uh, Krikorian, uh, 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 talked to the D.C. and said, I don't see how between now and 2020 the administration can deliver its promise for a border wall. He went on to say, I'm disappointed the administration has not had the kind of focus on getting at least part of its immigration agenda through Congress. They're doing a lot of stuff, but there's a limit to that. He said, explaining that much of the administration's actions have focused on regulatory action within the executive branch that could easily be undone by the next administration. A lot of the stuff that the president has done administratively, signing things that undid what Obama did, but another president can be elected and come in and do just the opposite and undo what. Trump has done. "Quote: This is a guy who wrote the art of the deal. I'm not sure he even read damn book after the ghostwriter finished it," said Kukorskyan. And Dan Stein, you know Dan, who uh, you know is with uh, Fair, uh, he made the statement: "It's like Lucy and the football from Charlie Brown. How many times do you want to see it?" Stein shared others' belief that a wall would not be attainable. In the last two years of the Trump presidency, so um, got a lot to talk about, and I want to know how you feel about it. All right, here's the number eight two three oh nine six five. Let's talk about it when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, don't forget about Sonny's uh, Auto Salvage. You know, I had time to talk to RD a little bit about this yesterday on the air. Hope you caught our uh, conversation because you know, if you're trying to fix up your car and you got a car that's got some mileage on it, like mine, almost 300,000 miles, eight years old, uh, you can save yourself some, uh, some, you know, some major green. I just put a, uh, transmission in my, uh, t- 2010 Acadia and, uh, to get a rebuilt and have it put in, you know, take out the old one, put new, put new back in and, and all the rest it cost me close to a five grand. I, I went and saw RD and said, Hey, I don't want to pay that much. Uh, what can you do it for me? And he found me a transmission from, uh, you know, a, an Acadia, uh, same age as mine, same make model and, uh, between getting the, uh, the transmission uh, getting it, the old one pulled out, new one put in and, uh, putting a three year warranty parts and labor, unlimited mileage on it. It cost me 20, a little over $2,300 in some change. Uh, it would have been $5,000 going the other way. So you saved me 2,700 bucks. You got my business and I don't have to worry about it for three years. I'm all about that because on the rebuilt, you know, I'd get like twenty-four to 36,000 miles. Uh, I thought that was just a, a no-brainer. And I've also had another car. I've had an engine put in it. have had a, a transmission put in it as well. Uh, they're running fine. The car runs wonderfully well. Got the three-year uh, warranty on it as well. So, you know, I'm feeling pretty good right now. And you can feel the same way I do just by calling the folks at Sonny's Auto Salvage. It's your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Give them a call at 9827451. Now, R.D. and his crew will find the part you're looking for. And uh, if they don't have it here at the uh, salvage yard, they're hooked up to thousands of other salvage yards all over the United States. They can find the part that you're looking for, have it shipped to them basically overnight, and then uh, get the job done and save you a lot of money in the process. Phone number again, 982-7451. That's Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. All right, so we're talking about the president backed off of shutting down the government because Nancy Pelosi and Charlie Schumer says, you know, they're not going to get any kind of votes from them. Uh, to uh, build the wall. And the president, the only kind of leverage he had was to threaten to shut down uh, the government uh, and, in fact, said that he would be proud to do it if it meant protecting the border of our country. Well, he's backed off from that now, and that is not what he's saying now. Uh, He is uh, saying that, uh, you know, there's other ways. Well, he didn't say it. Sanders said it. in a press, uh, a press briefing and said that there's other ways to find, uh, you know, funding. Um, most people now uh, that uh, know this far better than I do say that the chances to see a wall being completed before 2020 uh, are, are uh, you know, slim. And we'll see if we can get Dan Stein or somebody else on from FAIR see if I can get that happen to happen for us uh, tomorrow. I uh, probably can. I'll just uh, make a make a call and see see if uh, which one of them wants to give us some time. But I had I was having lunch with a friend. Uh, this was on uh, today's Wednesday so I'm not sure if it was Monday or yesterday. Maybe I think it was yesterday in fact. And we were, I had gone with this, a place that I typically do not go to. And uh, Russ knows where this place is. He knows uh, that I don't like to go to the Faded Rose. I mean, I always feel like I'm walking into enemy territory because it's a hangout for just about every person has a progressive view in Little Rock. So uh went over and I had shrimp dinner. It was very, very good. But I was sitting and talking with somebody at our table and they brought to my attention uh, an idea. They, they said, uh, he started asking some questions. Hey, does, uh, did the great wall of China work? Well, it worked to a certain extent. I mean, they built it to keep Genghis Khan out. He ended up finally getting into China, but, uh, it deterred him for a long time. Uh, you know, did the did the Berlin Wall work? And the answer is yes. If you're one of those people trying to escape, they shot you. Uh, and and other walls have, you, have worked. I mean, the most recent wall I can talk about as far as that's concerned is the one the Israelis put up uh, to stop all of the bus bombings that had been going on a few years back, and it's done that. It stopped the bus bombings by erecting a, a wall. I don't think there's anybody... That says that a wall, though it's not perfect, look, you can't stop everybody. If it's just like if you doing gun crime, if if somebody really wants to shoot people, he'll figure out a way to, sh- or her will figure out way uh, a way to shoot people. You can't stop somebody who is just determined to do evil. Uh, they can do it, and. And for you who now say, Dave, are you going to say people come in here illegally or doing evil? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Don't have any problem at all. It's illegal immigration called that for a reason because they're breaking the law. And as far as I'm concerned, if you willingly break the law, you're doing evil. So they um, you got, you know, people talking about all this. And, and we were talking about it, and he, and he said Nancy Pelosi has a wall around her house. Hillary Clinton has a wall around her house. If walls don't work, why do they have walls around their houses? So his point was walls work. They, they do uh, uh, deter you know, problems that could happen. So uh, I don't think there's anybody out there that will argue that a wall can't work. A wall can work. With that said, you know the the Democrats don't want to do uh, you know put up any money, even though not more than five years ago they were talking about building the wall and all the rest. Until they figured out they could uh, shyster in the Latino vote uh, because they they were losing some of the black vote and they needed to make up on that particular. A uh, loss, and so they want to get it from the Latinos, and so they, uh, you know, they start playing the dreamer thing and and playing being against the wall and all the rest, and uh, everybody's forgotten five years ago. This person says, "Remember what we did during World War Two, Dave." And look, I wasn't alive during World War Two, but I, I knew what he was what he was leading to. Uh, because when we financed the war, uh, we financed it not only through, you know, the accumulation of taxes and whatnot, but we sold war bonds. And uh, you bought uh, a bond to, to help our troops to have the necessary ammunition and th- training and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, would you be willing to buy a war bond? And they were successful. I mean, I remember as a kid. My dad, uh, you know, cashing in war bonds and uh, you buy them for twenty five, fifty, seventy five hundred dollars a piece. And then when you sell them back to the government, let's say you buy one hundred dollars, maybe you get one hundred and twenty back. You make 20 bucks off of it over 10 years or or whatever the maturity rate is. Might be a little bit more money that you get out of it. And uh, this guy says to me, says, Dave, what do you think? Why don't we why doesn't Trump sell wall bonds? And if you want to be part of building the wall, you can buy a bond to finance the building of the wall. And I thought to myself, you know, that's not totally a bad idea. In fact, it's a pretty good idea. It's been done in the past. It was successful in the past. And there's enough people in the United States that want to see the wall built. Uh, I'm not saying we're going to raise any $5 billion from it, uh, but I bet you you could raise enough that uh, you could start really putting a, a visible wall on the border. And I, I just wanted to ask you what you thought of it. Would, would you buy a wall bond? I would, I, I might buy a few of them, uh, knowing that I buy them now and I could put them in an envelope or whatever. My dad did that, uh, and wrote our boys names on it. You know, I had, I had five or six and, uh, my other brothers had some as well. They were given to us and then we could either hold on to them or when they matured, we could, we could cash them in. I have already, I've cashed mine. I'm in 65. Okay. Come on. I got them when I was 10. I held on to them until I was in my late 40s, and then I, I used the money uh, to, to uh, put uh, together with some other money for a good down payment on an automobile. So how do you feel about it? Would you be willing to buy, as they did in World War II, to finance the war, would you buy a wall bond if it had a, a decent rate of return, And the maturity wasn't uh, too long. I mean, uh, 10 years is about what you'll see usually with a bond. So if you had, uh, let's say you got a, you know, you got a $100 bond and you get a 25% return. So you get 25 extra dollars when it matures 10 years later. How would you feel about that? Would you buy one to help build uh, the bond? I've always thought they could sell bricks too. (laughs) To be honest, I've, I've done that. I bought bricks time and time again for things that were being built on a small scale. If you opened it up on a big scale, you know, and you want your name on the brick, they put your name on it and put it into the, to the wall or whatever. And then they need to keep a, keep, you know, a running tab of where, uh, the, um, the brick has been put so that if you ever get down to the Southwest border, you could go along the wall and find your brick. But, uh, I've always thought that was a pretty good idea. All right, we're going to get a break in. I got the phone line open for you. I want to know if you'd buy a, a buy a wall bond 8230965. I thought this was a pretty good idea. I'd like to see it floated out there to see if there, there'd be very many takers. I mean look, they say that you know half of the American public would be in for the uh, uh, the wall. Well, that's what 150 million people. You know, times one hundred dollars. I mean, you are talking some real change then. One hundred. I just wonder if you'd be interested in it. Eight two three zero nine six five. When we come back, we'll hear from some of the callers that are calling in for the Dave Ellswick show. PI Roofing Home Solutions excited to announce that it's acquired Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services. For customers of Tommy's, you can rest assured the PI Roofing team plans to continue providing the highest quality gutter cleaning services at a great value to you. You can learn more by checking out piroofing.com. And remember that with this recent purchase by PI Roofing Home Solutions, customers at Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Service can expect to get more. That's right. Along with getting those gutters cleaned, you have the great high-quality uh, team at PI Roofing that offers comprehensive roofing and home repair expertise learn all about it all you got to do is go to the website go to pi roofing that's one word the letter p the letter i and roofing.com okay so would you buy a wall bond let's go talk to a boyd a boyd how are you welcome to the dave ellswick show
4: hey how are you sir
1: i'm doing good how about you
4: hey i i really like that idea i think it's a uh it's a it's a great idea to raise money and capital for that project. Um, I think it'd be an awesome gift to give to your liberal family members too. It'd be the gift that just gives back and gives them again.
1: <laughs> that would be good. You know, buy you know, some for your kids. You know, and give it to them like my yep. dad did with war bonds.
4: Yeah, we, uh, I, I, my parents did that with me and and uh, and did it over time over Christmas, and they just kind of it's a little something extra, you know, as they mature. So I think yep. it's a great idea. You know, I I feel like you know we could take a lot of unemployed uh, people that are that are in need of a job. And if there's a really a great need for jobs, you know, I think we should start a work pays program where they could go down there to that border area and you know learn those skills of how to survey, how to uh, uh, how to how to do dirt work or welding and and learn a trade.
3: Oh, that's and, and a good
4: the idea you know, allow the government, just like they did with the Hoover Dam, you know, they started that project and it was in a time of need and they built Boulder City around that. So,
1: That's not a bad uh, idea. I like that idea as well. Thanks for your call in. We appreciate you. First. All right, let's yeah. go to Larry. Larry, how are you? Oh, I'm fine, Dave. How are you? I'm doing okay. What do you think about wall bonds? Dave,
5: um, I think it's unnecessary. Okay. I'm I'm calling because I'm thinking the president may not be reelected next time. I voted for him, but what happened to Mexico paying for them?
1: Yeah, you know what? I agree with what you're saying there because that's something that I – you want to hear my idea about that?
5: Yeah, Yeah, now he's going to Congress and threatening to shut down the – no, nah, he took that,
1: they took that off the, the table. That ain't gonna happen. But here's yeah here here's the key, all right. I suggest right now the number two import in Mexico is the money that is sent by illegal Mexican workers in the United States back to Mexico. I suggest since they use uh you know, what is it, Western Union and maybe Walmarts and and, and all the rest to send that money back. If you can't prove that you're legal and you're sending money back to Mexico, how about we put like a 25% pop on it and we take 25% of that money and it goes towards the wall? Then Mexico's paying for it. What do you think? Well, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, I think it is. It's money leaving our country going to Mexico. I think that basically we should make sure that the money stays here and build the wall.
5: Yeah, but if we have to pay for the wall, we have to pay for the wall.
1: You know,
5: it's our safety that we're paying for.
1: I agree, but that's what I'm just saying. I'm saying this is... Let's
5: pay for the wall.
1: Well, and that's a way that you said he promised Mexico would pay for it. That's the way for Mexico uh, to be able... Uh, to to uh, pay for it is to get the money from the people who are sending the money back to Mexico. That helps their economy, not our economy, their economy. I just they see that as just one of a, a couple of different ways that that money could be, uh, be gotten. I, I talked about that after Trump said uh, he'd make Mexico pay for the wall. You know, I'm, I'm not happy that uh, Congress is going to send millions of dollars down uh, Mexico way. What was it was 24, $24 billion that we heard yesterday, Russ, that came out. As far as that goes, they're going to send all that money down there and that way those people can have, uh, they can build uh, b- you know businesses down there so those people have jobs. Dudes, all right, we all know how this works. You send all that money down there, it is not going to end up being used for infrastructure and things of that nature, I don't care how many ways you do it to try to make sure it goes that way. It's going to flee. It's going to feather some people's nests. It's been doing it for for millennium now. It seems like here in the United States, we haven't learned about this. It's not millennial, hundreds of years. I mean, we send millions, billions, billions of dollars all around the world. And to be honest, what has it gotten us? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. It sure has the despots, you know, Marcos and people like that. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff, I just, I think that you got to look at and just say, nah, we've done this so often. Let's stop doing that. Use that money now on infrastructure here in the United States. I'm, 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 I'm de- dead set on Uh, not sending more money to uh, other places all over the world. This whole globalist effort of our government has to stop, and let's uh, take care of our people here at home. And I'm not saying just cut checks to people either. That just feathers other people's nests. I'm saying use it in a way that uh, would be beneficial to the nation. And you know what would be most beneficial? Letting people keep their own money that they're working for instead of taking it from them. Uh, in taxes and then giving it to somebody else instead of redistribution. Don't do that. Let people have their own money and spend it as they, as they want to. Let it get into uh, our economy and to spur on uh, investment and things of that nature. So uh, I like the idea of the wall bond. I think that's one thing to do. I think, uh, you know, tagging that money that is being sent back by illegals uh, to Mexico Uh, Tagging that with like a 25% uh, tax of some type would be a great way of uh, raising money as well. But there's ways of getting this thing done. And I'm hoping the president will continue to do what he has done in the past and think outside the box. I've not given up on him yet and that this wall won't be built. But I will say this, the people who have voted for him, if he doesn't uh, get a wall built, at least get it started and get it uh, get the building going, uh, and and we see some uh, some real progress on it, it will be a hard time to get reelected, maybe even to get nominated, coming in twenty twenty. Dave Ellswick show Robert Steinbach going to come and join us here in the next hour. We're going to talk about legalities around laws that and different thought that are going on out there uh, and what it means to all of us. That's all coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Wow, they're showing up on uh, Fox. The average, okay, so let's get let's get Russ involved in on, on this. I, if I had some Jeopardy music, I'd have him turn it on right now. Russ, what is the average interest rate on a credit card now in our country? percent yeah there's a lot of people out there get credit cards wish you were right (laughs) 17.6 percent now and the fed just raised interest rates today
2: that's why i live by the ramsey principle if you don't have (laughs) cash to buy it don't
1: buy it there you go it's a good way of doing it i haven't bought anything on credit now for about four years so I'm feeling pretty good about that. I've gotten that far with it, and you know what? The longer you go with it, the more you find out you can get by on it. That's the key. Also, Mister Steinbach here says that he would buy some wall bomb, uh, bonds in a heartbeat. You know, to help build the wall on the border. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna send a, a message to, to to President Trump, say, yeah, they, hey, how about wall bond. bonds? Yeah. Let's do wall bonds. And then watch the watch the Democrats go crazy. Exactly, they go crazy. They'll, they'll figure out some way of trying to put a kibosh to it. You
6: know, here's what's remarkable about the 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 leftists when it comes to the wall. All of a sudden, two things. All of a sudden, they're fiscal conservatives. Oh no, we can't spend that money. They you know they burn money
1: they, they, over ten trillion dollars while Obama was president.
6: Right, exactly, and and five billion somehow is uh, unassailable, and then. They um, or not unassailable is, is not uh,
1: is asking too much is
6: asking too much. Thank you. Uh, and then secondly, and you've heard it time and time again, they literally say that the wall is immoral. So when they say we're not for open borders, uh, the liars. Because I don't know how to reconcile the statement that you believe a wall is immoral, but you're not for open borders. Well, well, let me me backtrack a little bit. Maybe they're saying, oh, we're not for open borders, but we think uh, having cops on the border and radar and electronic equipment, that's all moral. But somehow when you use brick and mortar, that's evil.
1: Yeah, it's immoral.
6: Yeah. How is it immoral? And then finally they get to the it's ineffective. Now, that's at least a legitimate argument, but they gotta back it with facts.
1: And there are the facts are just the opposite.
6: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Look, we put up walls and fences everywhere. Keep, everywhere. Oh well it's not you know, people can get over it. Yes. Yes, these things are not a hundred percent. Nothing in life is a hundred percent. You wear a seatbelt doesn't mean you won't get killed in a car accident you're just less likely to get killed in a car accident, right? right. You put up a wall, it makes it harder for people to get into this country. You put up a fence, it makes it harder for your neighbors to encroach on your land. It doesn't prevent anything.
1: Nothing is 100%.
6: Nothing's 100%. And so it's disingenuous for these leftists to, oh, well, we know for a fact it can't work at all. Well, you know, if I'm walking in a straight line and there's air in front of me, I can continue to walk. If there's a wall in front of me, I can't. So that's your first piece of evidence that a wall will stop people. Then some people, not all, not children, not the infirmed, not not the unathletic, won't be able to climb a wall. I can tell you that right now, that's really difficult science, you know, for these people that claim that the conservatives deny science when they start to talk about these climate issues. How about the science of, you know what, old people, obese people, injured people, they can't climb walls. So don't tell me that a wall is ineffective. A wall is not 100% effective because nothing is 100% effective. And by the way, uh, why don't you leave the front door to your home
1: open tonight,
6: Mr. Leftist who says that?
1: Nor tear down the wall that you built around your home.
6: Right. And these limousine liberals usually live in gated communities, no less, right? So please, the hypocrisy is so overwhelming.
1: Yeah, of course it is. Because they're progressives. Indeed. You know, the, 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 old, the whole thing about stopping people with a the wall, they don't have to be infirm. They don't have to be in a wheelchair or anything. It's enough just to put a wall up in front of people and if, it's, if it's tall enough. Of course. And they know that it's going to be a real hassle to of try course. to get over it. Guess what? They don't come to try to go over it.
6: Of course. And I was just exaggerating water, for a Water effect.
1: always yeah. goes to the path, path of least resistance, least resistance. That's exactly and that's right. what they would do. What What have they been doing over in Southern California right now? Coming from Tijuana, mm-hmm. they're looking for holes right in the wall. Yeah.
6: Now, if if a wall is so
1: ineffective, why do you look for a hole? Just go that's
6: through right. the wall or over the wall. That's
1: exactly right. But of course,
6: it takes, some do. Some do. Of course, some do. And but then, that's right. the
1: key. It's though you got six thousand on the other side of the wall. And maybe a hundred make it over. Exactly, I'll take that. Uh, you know, because uh, look the border history. patrol and the rest are probably going to get a high percentage of those right. people.
6: The, the Berlin Wall, which was designed to keep people in, not out. <laughs> but right. in any event, uh, the Berlin Wall came down in in the eighties. Am I right? Yes. Or was it the nineties? I think late eighties. Okay, um, the Berlin Wall came down, uh, and guess what? Then people were able to get out. Meaning, prior to the Berlin wall coming down a few decades ago it worked
1: yeah I it
6: didn't work for a good purpose but it worked
1: and the people who tried to get out got right. shot right so no, we're not going to shoot people if no, they try that, to come in. But
6: you do raise a, a valid point, which is in addition to the wall, it's not the only thing that we're going to have on the southern border. That's right. We have uh, law enforcement. Now we have the military. We have uh, electronic devices. They all work in conjunction with each other. It's a synergy. And the, and the facile claim that a wall is not of any benefit is just sheer nonsense
1: i agree i know you do i agree wholeheartedly it's a it's a stupid argument it really is and the only reason the left is making the argument they are is because believe it or not the republican party has made inroads with black americans and to replace those votes the uh democrat party is playing the latino vote that's exactly what's going on
6: i think that is uh a correct statement but i even think there is more to it i think that there are many on the left true leftists who don't believe in borders now they all say they oh, do i agree yeah, with that i know you do i know you do and and you know we've talked about the obama vision of this kind of uh, globalist view of the world it's it's a real vision meaning it's not evil per se, it's not – you can have that view of the world. I don't. I think it's wrong. I think it's not good for this country, uh, and I – my interests – As a lawyer, right, I represent clients. As the president, he represents uh, this country. I think the best interests of this country, and most countries probably, but certainly this country, is that we don't have open borders. But there are plenty of leftist open border globalist types. So they're entitled to that philosophy. But be honest about it. They know they can't be, but be honest about it.
1: Okay, so I wanted to – I was going to talk to you about – the uh, gun stocks. Right. Uh, bump I want stocks, to, right? You know, Bump ones, yeah. you know. I want to talk about that. And, and I'm going to get to it. Sure. But there, uh, a huge story happened last night. And that is that the, uh, what's known as First Step. Okay. The First Step Act was passed in the Senate with strong bipartisan support. It passed 87 to 12 it had already passed in the house right and um, i was wondering have you read much about this can you talk a little bit about it uh, and and how do you feel about it
6: i can't unfortunately answer that last question definitively because i don't i haven't seen the past version of the bill and i know there were some changes being made along the way and i don't know where it was from when i had seen it earlier on but here's what i'll say I agree with the broad notion that our criminal justice system can use modification, and in some cases, particularly nonviolent criminals, should not hold sentences as long as some of them have gotten in the past. I agree with that view, and that's the view that's driving this bill. The details, you know, the old saying is the devil's in the details. Mm-hmm. Tom Cotton, um, the the guy from uh, Kennedy from West Virginia, have both said that this will let out violent criminals early as well.
1: Yeah, Kennedy's from Louisiana.
6: Louisiana. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and they have both said that. I don't know. I I haven't seen the latest version. I can't answer that and how it would be applied. I would be concerned if it does let out violent criminals. But I do think that whether it be this bill or some other proposal, uh, our criminal justice system can use uh, overhaul relative to the length of sentences for certain people convicted of nonviolent crimes.
1: Okay. So let me read a few things that First Step does. Yes becomes If it becomes law, because now the president has to sign it to become Mm -hmm. law. Uh, People imprisoned under the three strikes law would no longer face automatic life sentences. Instead, they face 25 years in prison. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certain drug offenses that carry automatic 20-year sentences would result in 15-year sentences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It would also make retroactive a 2010 law... That reduced the disparity between powder cocaine and crack cocaine related convictions. Mm-hmm. Before 2010, crack cocaine uh, possessors were dealt with more severely than those caught with powder cocaine. And That's I, right. you know, that was specifically nothing more than a racist law. Mm-hmm. I mean, it truly mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In addition, the legislation would expand supervised early release programs. For, and, you know, the, the definitions are where all the problems could be. Mm-hmm. For low-risk prisoners, enabling well-behaved inmates to get credit for enlisting in job training programs, among other things. Mm-hmm. The legislation exempts dozens of categories of crimes from early release programs. Prisoners would be housed within 500 miles of their hometowns. The use of shackles to restrain pregnant women would generally be prohibited. The exceptions would be because there was no other means of stopping a woman who is a flight risk or is determined to harm herself or others, or if it is necessary, to uh, protect her medical safety. The legislation mandates screening upon admission for inmates with learning disabilities. It also requires de escalation training to help corrections officers better respond to inmates who have mental illnesses or cognitive impairments. The overhaul of uh, federal sentencing laws is overdue, says former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee. Quote, a lot of the policies enacted in the 90s designed to be tough on crime were disastrous. Good intentions, but they failed to reduce recidivism and busted the budgets, Huckabee said. Three strikes, you're out, was a great applause line, but an awful policy. And they gave uh, some figures here. There are currently 180,789 people in federal prison facilities, up from about 25,000 in 1980. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So maybe we got too many laws that that they're, they're, they're... saying you've got to be imprisoned for.
6: We certainly have too many laws as a general matter. I certainly believe that to be the case. Now, what gives rise to the increase in the incarceration rate is a complicated question. Yeah. Right? It's the laws. It's enforcement. It's the culture. It's the culture. Uh, are there more crimes? Mm-hmm. You know, I sat in, in a meeting where uh, we were discussing a hypothetical And the hypothetical talked about the disparity, the difference that means, right, between uh, the incarceration rates for African-Americans and white Americans or whites. I don't know however one phrases this, right? And there's a higher incarceration rate for African-Americans, and some leftists that were involved in the discussion said, well, it's 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 racism and it's um,
1: no, not necessarily.
6: Right. And, and, you know, Dave, that answer that you just gave is exactly right. Not necessarily. There
1: could be a, an element of racism. See, I, right? I, I would agree with that person if he said a guy who gets broke with uh, busted with the same amount of uh, and weight in crack cocaine, got to 20 years more right. than the guy that got busted with the same weight in powder. powder. Right. I would agree that there's right. something wrong with right. that.
6: exactly. Um, but the claim from the leftists is the knee-jerk reaction that oh, yeah. any disparity uh, in incarceration rates uh, has to be a function of racism. No, it doesn't. Remember, it's the left that posits correctly – correctly, that overall, and and many on the right too, that overall, um, uh, the African-American community in America is still at a financial disadvantage. They are lower in terms of economics. That's correct. They make less money. Yes. Well, let me let you in on not a very complicated secret, and that is those that commit crimes uh, are, uh, all else being equal, usually in need of greater money. Not always, but usually, meaning... Poor people disproportionately commit crimes compared to richer people, Uh, and I'm talking about crimes in which you can get money, theft, robbery, that kind of thing, right? Uh, Why? Because there's something to be gained. If you're loaded, if you're... uh, um, uh, yeah,
1: you don't have to have a gun and stop somebody in the street and stick right. it in his ribs and say, give me your money.
6: Right. You just go into the store and open your wallet and buy what you want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a difference. Now, that doesn't justify someone. No, of you, we're not right? justifying right. it. Right, but it explains the disparity. But rather than talk about socioeconomic, socio, uh, sociological, and any other factors that might be at play to explain the disparity – the, the leftist knee-jerk reaction is racism. And remember, that's why every time you turn around on CNN and you hear their commentators, all they do is they call conservatives racists because they disagree with you. They disagree with the conclusion, you must be a racist. And the same type of philosophy was underlying the disparity discussion that I was engaged in. And it's really an embarrassment because one can't have an open debate about Criminal justice. If you can't talk about where you think there are disparities due to racism, and where are there disparities
1: not due to racism? Well, another example of this, and, and I'll talk more about, in a second because We get to a break. Sure. Is when you have uh, the police, and where do they patrol? Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. I'm going to talk about that right. in a moment here right. on the Dave Ellswick Show. Are you or is someone that you know suffering from eczema? Well, it's uh, time now to stop covering up. There's new clinical trials here in central Arkansas with the Applied Research Center of Arkansas that might help reduce or relieve your eczema and its symptoms. Qualified participants will receive free study-related care and compensation for time and travel. That's right. Don't let eczema keep you hiding. Call them at 501-954-7822 or you can visit them online at ARCArkansas.com. That's 501-954-7822 or at ARCArkansas.com. Help could be just a click or a call away, so you'll want to apply today. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show and uh, Sydney is Robert Steinbach. And uh, so let me finish up the position that I was going to take here about being called racist. Of course. You'll hear groups say that it's racist to over-patrol black neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah. However... If the police department knows that that's where the crime is being committed, it would seem to me that it makes all the sense in the world to put your resources where the problem is.
6: Well, and indeed, the truth is, uh, here's my response to that. Come over patrol my neighborhood. Come stay in my driveway. I want cops come come sit in my classroom come uh, come sit in Dave's studio. I would love to have a cop shadow me everywhere I go. I'd be much safer. So I, I welcome additional law enforcement in every kind of come to my house. I'll, I'll I'll make coffee all day if a cop sits in my driveway and protects my house it's you know, I, I think i told on the on your show before dave when my mother passed and you've got to call the police etc and they you know they they uh come uh the the two police officers very nice police toro and i don't remember the other no, very respectful they came and they sat outside the house until the um the uh funeral home came
1: okay i need you to hold your yes, thoughts sir. on that we'll pick it up when we come back Right now, let's get the news. Okay, you were making a point when we left, uh, Robert, about uh, the police showing up at your at your mother's death. Oh yeah, I
6: was. You know, I, I was probably giving too much uh, fact just to bring highlight the broader point, which is I love it when cops are around. I really do. I think it's great. I would love to have a, a cop everywhere I turn, uh, and so I just uh, I, I appreciate that there are communities that feel uh, differently. Uh, but um I guess my response is uh, whoever's in charge wants to send the cops uh, to my neighborhood i 'm all for it
1: yeah i i don 't understand why they think it 's racist to put the the you know the the materials and the men that you have to stop crime in the areas where crime is at its worst right, right.
6: And as a matter of logic, certainly you don't distribute law enforcement um, equally in all neighborhoods. No. And that's the point that I was raising earlier or the related point to the one I was raising earlier, which is you don't expect that all communities have the same level of crime and criminality and you don't expect that. Uh, all communities uh, uh, therefore have the same level of policing. They go hand in hand. And so, again, it's the knee-jerk reaction that more cops means racism. No, it doesn't. Uh, Disproportionate uh, criminal behavior means racism. No, it doesn't. It's not that it couldn't, but it's not nearly, not even close to dispositive of that claim and likely not the case, to be clear.
1: All right, so... Let's go back and, and talk again about First Step. Yeah. Do you think that something had it to be done, is three strikes it out and you're out, uh, too narrow of a of a way to it's too simple. take care of things? Yeah, it's too simple. Uh, you could have three strikes
6: uh, from really minor events uh, and that should not result in... A person being life, life. Um, the flip side is, frankly, you can have one strike and you should go to jail. And they have, yeah. of course, they have those sentences, right? Uh, and so I just think it's too simple, right? It's a, it's it's too cute and catchy, phrase to say three strikes and you're out. Yeah, it works in baseball because it's a game, but this is life, and so I do think that's uh, um, th- that's a little too simple of an approach. Uh, For law enforcement and and the legal, uh, the the criminal justice system.
1: All right. Dwayne is in Pine Bluff, wants to join us in this discussion. Hi, Dwayne.
5: Hey, how y'all doing?
1: Doing good. What's what's your uh, thoughts on this?
5: um, Now, you and I both lived in Chicago.
1: Yeah, uh, I did. (laughs) And
5: so the problem is, is that, number one, when folks cannot have their constitutional rights rights, given to them um, hopefully that's starting to change but but you know I lived in the suburbs um, Melrose Park and and you know you didn't have that problem the police officers are walking through the neighborhood uh, matter of fact you know they, they not only did they drive the car but you know their their chief told them you know you got to get out at least uh, two or three hours out of your shift and just walk the neighborhood that you're pro you know
1: just to be stolen.
5: seen and so they, yeah and just like in Pine Bluff uh, versus Whitehall, um, they're they're right on right next to each other. The methodology is different. The Whitehall police chief, he won't he will tolerate nothing, absolutely nothing. He to, I mean he has no tolerance, and it doesn't matter what color you are. And they have li- I mean, it ain't even close to what Pine Bluff deals with. Uh, they just had a murder uh, night before last. Uh, just not too far from where I live. And it's one of those things that when you allow folks to just use the, the system as like we're handing out uh, some kind of, I don't know, it's almost like a welfare program. Police departments run like that and the prison system run like that. I mean, Arkansas prisons are horrible. I mean, I can't, I can't even, you can't even imagine. And you know, I know your uh, governor spoke. Our governor's spokesperson comes on and tells you, you know, everybody's in there singing in the Sunday choir and just minding their business. Uh, but it, you know, they they go they go in there and they're not getting anything. When they come out, they they they're, they reoffend. I mean, it, it's it's like if they're out, some of them don't even last two or three weeks, and they've already you know armed robbery or something else. And it's because we're not dealing with the, the issues of like you said, it's not because they're black. It's the places where they're at, and it's how we're dealing with it. We're not properly dealing with it, uh, halfway houses. You can't lock a person up 25 years. And, and you know, how much st- stuff has changed in 25 years, and then you're going set to set this person free, and they don't have a clue. Have, most of them, their family hasn't even came to see them. And so they got they go out. You give them a couple of hundred dollars, and you tell them go go have a nice life. Well, what is that what's a what's to do for you? And they don't have enough skill. Uh, it's 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 pitiful. And we we reap the benefits because we keep upping the budget, building more prisons, and a lot of this stuff. You know, these people that are doing drugs. You know, when they get caught with this drug, why are you why are you locking them up? Okay, I mean, take and, and have them do community service. Have, make them make them go sweep the the, the Parking lot at Walmart's, whatever, you know, get some get something useful. You're, you've got folks up in there; they get in the health care and all this other stuff, and we're paying for it while nothing gets better. They go out. I mean, it, you know, back in the day, you, you, prison wasn't the place you wanted to go. Now it's it's you know you know we got friends up in here. We do we you know we we got we got, we got better drugs in prison than we do on the street. So there's a lot of things to fix. And as long as we stick our head in the sand and let it go on the way it is, we're gonna keep having these issues. It's not a black and white issue. It's a person issue, and you can't deal with people like you're like you're handing out gravy train stuff. You can't be Santa Claus to everybody. You have to have the rules. And if you don't want the police in your neighborhood, then don't cry. Don't call nine one one. If you got something going on, and you know you don't want a white cop showing up in your black neighborhood. Don't dial 911. You go out there and, and deal with the problem. So, I mean, a, a lot of things that needs to be changed, Dave.
1: All right. Thanks a lot, Dwayne. Appreciate the time. call. Have a Merry Christmas, by the way.
6: Dwayne made a, a lot of what I thought were interesting comments. Uh, I had met years ago when I was working in the Senate with Chuck Colson, who was a leader on prison reform. He was... He was involved in Watergate and wound up going to prison and then became – Then he
1: really got involved in it.
6: Right. Uh, And then he got involved in prison reform Mm -hmm. as a consequence. And he rightly pointed out – and he got some traction, but maybe not enough – pointed out that, look, if we're putting people in prison, of course, there is one benefit that you get dangerous people off the streets. But the other purpose is supposed to be that we can rehabilitate, right, that we can then Get because they're not staying there their whole lives, and you don't want to put someone out on the streets after putting them in jail who's more dangerous than when you put them in jail. And I do think that this is something that we need to continue to work on and struggle with because, for sure, we haven't mastered it yet.
1: No, no. you know. Well, if you go from, as it said in this story, and I, I think this is a telling statistic because we're talking back in... 1980, and now today, uh, in in 1980, we had 25,000 people in the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Now, you've got uh, 180,789 people there. Uh, Overall, there were 2.16 million people who were incarcerated on the local, state, and national level as of december thirty first twenty sixteen yeah two point one six million mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now I'm sure you can sit and go back and look at all of those people, and not all of them are serious dangers to society mm-hmm. 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 and and that's where I think that we've got to pay some attention and come up with different methodologies,
6: yeah, yeah, well. You know, it's very easy to, um, if you're a judge or jury, to uh, throw someone in jail for a long period of time, and it's a lot more difficult not to do that, Uh, particularly if you're running for re-election as a judge, you're concerned, well, what happens if somebody gets out and does something bad? Uh, And that's a fair concern, but the flip side of that concern is, what about the guy who has paid his debt and is still in jail? And so I don't have an easy solution for the dilemma, but uh, I think we need to be concerned about both ends of that spectrum.
1: Yeah, I and I agree with that. All right, Robert Steinbach with us. When we come back, I want to talk to him about bump stocks mm-hmm. and uh, the question that the NRA asked that, you know, they didn't have problems with making bump stocks illegal, but they at one time here recently in 20, 2010 on until just yesterday were – legal and were said to be legal by atf now the people who bought those uh, stocks when they were legal are being told they have to destroy them or turn them in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think there's there's a there's a real case uh, for people to bring suit against this particular move that's being made out of doj well the changes continue at horton's orthotics and prosthetics I've told you about, you know, for women who have lost the breast for whatever reason, whether it's to keep from getting breast cancer, or you've had breast cancer and then how they now have a special area for you that has the privacy and comfort that you'll like while you're being fitted with the prosthetics that uh, you're looking for. And uh, they've got other things too. They got this new gate room, and a gate room is not a G A T E room. Okay, it doesn't look at gates. It looks at the way you walk. How do you walk? That's called your gate. And uh, it's got like a it's like a trench in the middle of the the room. And the doctor uh, gets down into this trench, and you walk past. Uh, wearing your prosthetic or your orthotic and they can look at the way you're walking and tell if the prosthetic or the orthotics is fitting the way that they're supposed to be fitting. And that's what it's all about because if it's not, if it's throwing your gait off, cause problems with the hip, cause problem with the back. They don't want that to happen. They want to change one problem for another problem. So go to the place that takes care of their people. Make sure that when they do the job, they do it completely right. And that's Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. Located in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryan, Conway, Fort Smith, and Searcy at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. They provide a lifetime of support. Okay, so Robert, we, we got off on some tangents and now I'm going drive, to drive us back to yes, to ask you... <laughs> ask you about the real stuff that I wanted you to come on and talk uh-huh, about. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Bump stocks. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. The president announced that uh, and he had already said that he didn't like them right. and he's going to get rid of them. Right. I don't know how that's going to play with the, uh, the uh, Second Amendment folks that are out there, uh, but it is what it is. The right. NRA said, okay, bump stocks, you're gonna get rid of them. Okay. However, you are saying to the people who bought this product when it was legal mm-hmm. that you're not going to grandfather them in. Mm-hmm. You're saying that it's just as illegal to have something that you bought when it was legal as it is now that it's illegal. It's still it's going to be illegal. Mm-hmm. And you got to turn it in or you've got to you got to destroy it. Right. Number 1, how are you going to enforce that? But number 2, uh, that does not seem to me legal to be able to do take a legal product and suddenly say it's illegal and if you bought it when it was legal it's now illegal and you can't use it You,
6: you really do focus in on the crux of the issue because whether the government can regulate bump stocks i don't think is actually a hard call uh as a general matter uh and we know from the supreme court opinion in heller and the subsequent opinions uh as well uh that While the Second Amendment guarantees your right to carry firearms or or to possess firearms, I would argue carry as well, that it doesn't mean there can be no regulation. And Scalia made that clear. Yes, she did. And so um, bump stocks would likely fall under um, permissible regulation, the prohibition on – Bum stocks. The question, however, that you aptly raise is not whether they, as a general matter, can be prohibited, but if someone owns them and therefore has a property interest in them, can that property be taken away by a change in law? Because yeah, I want to know. Right, the due to process, that's what – remember Acosta, when he was kicked out of the White House, the court said, well, he had a property interest in his press pass, and when the White House took it away – They did so without due process. And the question is, if you issue a blanket um, regulation requiring everyone who owns a piece of property to turn it in without any compensation, by the way, um, is that due process? And I don't know the answer to that question, but I think it's a fair question, and you might see litigation. I think
1: it's going to end up in court. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a fair bet. I really do. The gun Owners of America, right. GOA, has basically said, has that they said, that, they they're, they're going right. to go for it. Right. Right. And and uh, and I don't blame them. I right. think it's something that should be addressed. Right. Because I agree what you said about Heller is that there can be reasonable exactly. You know you know law set up on on firearms it's not just a carte blanche everybody can you can walk out there and have a you know a a tommy gun strapped to your side that's right they can they can tell you that 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 you can't have that one right and they kind of talked about it today in the newspaper saying that you can't have a hangar aid yeah well i have problems that The police have been so militarized; they have hand grenades. I feel like I should be able to have a hand grenade. Well,
6: but it's also it's you know they say, oh, you can't have a rocket and a jet plane. Yeah. it's, a, it's, it's kind of
1: hard for me to, to afford a few billion dollar exactly. jet airplane.
6: Right. And so that's why it's kind of silly when they make those kind of statements, which is, uh, okay, and I can't have a unicorn uh, and, and rainbows every morning, as I often say on <laughs> your show, yeah. because unicorns don't exist and rainbows don't come upon demand. So now that we've gotten the nonsense out of the way, let's talk about what's feasible and why I'm prevented from having what's feasible. And it is feasible to have, you know, handguns and long arms. By the way, on a related point, there was a study that came out that said we have, I think, a slight increase in the number of gun deaths. Uh, but there's some interesting uh, takeaways from it. First of it, uh, I, I don't, it was well over half, might have been two-thirds of the gun deaths are from suicide. Now, yeah. I think that's tragic, right? And yes. I think we really need to address somehow what's going on with suicide. But do we really think that guns are responsible for suicide? Meaning if someone doesn't have access to a gun, they won't find another way to, to, to commit a suicide.
1: Is I it, heard suicide called something yesterday that I uh, I pulled on when I had the Bible guys on mm-hmm. to talk a little bit about, and they call it a disease of despair. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, I think that's right.
1: Okay, yeah. and so it's the disease of despair that we've got to treat. Right, Not right. that the person's got a gun.
6: Right, right. Um, it's it's If you want to kill yourself...
1: You um, will kill yeah, yourself. You will kill yourself. I think as a general You know, man, men right. tend to do it a little messier than right. women. That's right. all.
6: That's right. Um, and by the way, there there, there are significant disparities, again, uh, along racial lines. Uh, I think the the number of gun deaths or the percentage of gun deaths for whites is even higher. 70, 80, 85 percent. I don't know. Somewhere in that range. And the percentage of suicide uh, by gun in the african American community is less than half, so it shows you there 's a great disparity um, uh, uh, regarding how guns are used in different communities and that goes back to our point earlier about different policing efforts it 's a very different environment, and so that reasonably can be considered um, and it's uh, but it it highlights look most of the gun deaths are from uh, a suicide where I think it's clear you can't blame the gun, but even if you tried to blame the gun, it wouldn't be a so-called assault weapon. And yet the lefties keep talking about these so-called assault weapons. No, you know, sure. I gotta tell you, maybe we should just let the lefties continue to talk about assault weapons, right? Because let them get huffy and puffy. Meanwhile in Arkansas we have um, both open carry uh, and a concealed carry permit regime uh, and for both of those people are almost invariably carrying handguns. So maybe we just let the left keep pulling out their hair and their faces melting like they're from Indiana Jones mm-hmm. when they look in the Covenant uh, 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 the Ark of the Covenant uh, and 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 we can realize that for the most part, that's not what our are ca- carrying. Now, mind you, for a long arm, the so-called assault weapons are real weapons and reasonable weapons, and they provide
1: a useful function. Yeah, for the military, that's well, part, basically the automatic ones. Well, the that's automatic the only, for sure. That's the right. only people who got them.
6: Right, but I'm saying if you if you want to own uh, be it, uh, a 30 caliber rifle, which is not generally considered by most lefties an assault weapon, but or an AR15
1: which is uh, less powerful than what you were just talking about significantly
6: less powerful uh the 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 lefties uh, think that the latter is not useful for say home defense it's just not true right i mean it's sure. actually not true they say well, well why did the military switch to the to the M16 which is roughly the military equivalent of the AR15 it's a bit of you know that's not quite true but nonetheless uh why, why? cuz it's because they don't need so much gun. That's why. It's not because it's more powerful. It's less powerful. They just don't need so much gun.
1: All right, so uh, this guy's going to be filling in for me. First time that he'll fill in is the day after Christmas. That's right. He'll be in here. And then the day before New Year's Day, on the 31st, last day of the year, he'll be filling in for me. uh, Here on the Dave Ellswick Show, Robert Steinbach, Call up and ask what he thinks about SB15, reducing the amount of money you're going to pay on your concealed carry license being brought by State Senator Trent Garner. I'm sure he'll have some interesting things to say about that. Thanks so much for being in today, Robert. Hey, don't forget, he's a law professor at UALR. His opinions are his and his alone. A break, and then we're back with the folks from over at Bumper to Bumper. All right, it's 4 o'clock. Some of you are heading home, and um, I'm jealous. I'm going to be here talking with you keeping you uh, company and entertained while uh, you make the the drive home. I'll tell you what I'm not jealous of. There's a lot of you that are sitting at the intersection of 630 and 30 right now. And I don't get off until 6, and I got to tell you what, it's a good thing because you, you go through that area at 515 uh, to 545, uh, and you're going to sit there for a long time typically. And so, uh, yeah, I just, when I leave, if I leave early, what I do is I go up University, get on uh, Cantrell, and then go down through downtown and kick up onto I-30 right there at the River Bridge, over by where the Demgaz is and all that, uh, and where the the double wide that goes as a library. I go get up on it there and i i try to miss the intersection because that intersection is just a mess all the time always there's an you've been that way yeah. so does it always does it amaze you jerry that you get to oh, an it's, intersection it's, and the people that are in the far left lane wait until they get right up there and they decide they got to yeah. be on the right lane
2: then it becomes a master bottleneck it's just nothing, but, <laughs> it nothing is. but
1: a nightmare and then yeah. you get you go to get on i-30 and it comes around that corner and you start going down and it goes from two to one lane i don't know who who was the genius that came up with that whole concept but uh was (laughs) not real small i'm hoping that when they whenever they get the chance to start making that different again when they start rebuilding that bridge area they're going to make it six lane or not six eight lanes they're going to add eight lanes to it that's the plan it would be nice if they would Think about things like that. It would really be nice. Of course, it could be 20 years before that happens because the people downtown want everybody to go through downtown <laughs> to be able to get out of downtown. Yeah. That's <laughs> not going to work. Anyway, Jerry Rocha is with us. And uh, Jerry uh, is is one of the guys that uh, helps make the uh, show when Joe and, and uh, Duck are here or when the uh, Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Center Uh, guys are here on saturdays for the car and truck doctors bumper to bumper of course sponsors uh, these particular shows so that you get really great information about how to get take care with your car we get a lot of people call in uh, and ask questions about their cars and what do they do for this what do they do for that although i have to admit some of those questions have started to slow down and, and doc do you agree with me it's because the average guy can't fix it anymore yeah he can't fix it no more i mean they yeah. they're just you're just telling them here's what we're going to do yeah. when you come and see us and guess what if you're a shade tree mechanic your days have passed you you yeah. look you look kind of like a brontosaurus to me
7: kind of like a deer <laughs> in the headlights yeah <laughs> You know, and a problem nowadays, Dave, is... You've got so much electronic stuff. You got so many computers. You got the body control computer. You got the transmission computer. You got the ECM. You got the ride height computer. You got the you know ABS computer.
1: You know you got so much. you got cameras looking out of every orifice on the car. Exactly. I mean, it's crazy.
7: You got your spare tar You got your tires when they get low of air. It turns light on on that. That's all done by computer. Mm-hmm. You know and you know yeah. You can go somewhere and they can scan it and say hey it's got code we'll just say a p0087 on the cummins i tell you that's low fuel pressure on Richmond. but why but exactly it could be that one code could be about seven different things and you have to sit down and figure it out
1: and the code reader they have at the parts store a code it, reader. It, that's all it does <laughs> it doesn't look at all the other material they see on their computers yeah. at shop
7: yeah and, and that's the thing if you go to somewhere like that and they do read it do not let them clear it
1: yeah that's because joe is was here he preaches that he's oh yeah I he do take, takes 30 minutes to talk about that.
7: even on an 18 wheeler <laughs> if you go somewhere and somebody does it and clears it it makes my life miserable because we've got to get in it and go spend time driving it until we make it mess up Mm-hmm. Then you look at the information, then you can figure out what's wrong with it but but I have to have that information to go with
1: okay, and so when you're getting ready to fix a car, you turn to bumper to bumper for the the parts that you need, and that brings me back to Jerry again and Jerry the parts that uh bumper to bumper supplies to the certified service centers. Have a two-year twenty-four thousand dollars, twenty-five thousand dollars, <laughs> twenty-four thousand mile. Whoa! Wait a minute. 20, yeah, twenty-four thousand mile warranty. Or if you use, I think it's still in effect. If you use the credit card, three years thirty-six thousand. Yes, that's 000.
2: correct. It's called AutoPass. If um, you know the certified service centers offers the AutoPass program, which they have access to, and they get an extra year, taking it up to a thirty-six. 36- thousand mile warranty okay an extra year beyond the 24
1: and that's a great thing because i'll I'll give you a perfect example last week i was at joe's because i was driving down the road and i thought i had gone blind (laughs) because i couldn't see the road real well i i'm you know getting my age i start thinking well i'm wondering something just happened inside my eyeball you know because i've had you know having being type 2 diabetic i had a, a blood vessel burst in the back of my eye one time and it cut off about half of my uh, eyesight. Had to go see a retina specialist, and they got they they fixed it. And I thought, oh man, this is what I don't need. You know, yeah. It, I got out uh, and looked at the front of my car. I had a headlight out. You was just running on one eye. Yeah, and here's the key: I had changed both headlights the week before, so oh, wow. I took it back to to Joe, and Joe changed that other headlight. No charge to me. No, it, it's wow. it's it's all under warranty. But but there again,
7: Dave it won't be long in cars and they already got it now on your headlights where the body control module controls them same way as me you know me me and joe's talked about the little black thing up here on your windshield yeah everybody thinks it's you know kind of like a sunscreen no nope. that's so when i it thought rains, it was
1: the car antenna
7: so when it rains it turns wipers on. and if you're coming down the road and meeting somebody and you got your bright lights on it automatically turns your bright lights off oh yeah put them on dim I
1: kind of sure you weren't the only one that thought that, Dave. Well, it used to be they <laughs> had used to be, yeah. the antenna I in mean, your windshield. Why would you think that yeah. unless you knew? Because you, you didn't have the whip so. out on your car anymore. They yeah. wanted it aerodynamic.
7: Yeah, you know, yep. and, but nowadays they got the little one sticking up on the back, back here, that's two or three inches long. Mine on my GM's on right above the, the driver's
1: side, right above the driver. Yeah, I, I've got uh, I've got a new piece being uh, having it dropped over at uh, at Joe's. Some time after the first of the year, when I get time, we're going to have him put it on. Yeah, the so, I can, so the, I can listen to myself. The problem is you've got to drop
7: the headliner down to, to get in there. To, to, That's what to I heard. It,
1: you know, and it's called more.
7: It's it's a couple hours labor, labor time. You you get it dropped <laughs> down, get it put on, and everything. Yeah. You know, and uh, but you never know. You you know, you never know nowadays. From, you know i have people come by with oxygen sensors in their hand hey i've been somewhere they scanned it and they say i need an oxygen sensor and i look at them are you sure you want me to put this on oh yeah yeah they tell me that's what's wrong i'm not going to be responsible and i put it on then i tell them now would you like me to re- to repair your car it has vacuum leak they don't understand a vacuum leak cause oxygen sensor to go crazy
1: well it affects it it does
7: now if you pull one up and it's got a heating element bad a code for the heating element okay it's bad put one in it. but 90 percent of them I, i've changed for people
1: they ain't never bad i'm going to tell you i you know no do, good deed <laughs> goes unpunished sometimes and there was a lady next to me at the uh, gas station at the filling station and be, besides the whole thing of telling people when they go in and they have somebody scan their car and give them uh-huh. a code right what's the other thing we tell them more often than not don't pack push. it do not keep pushing the when gas it kicks off quit bowl all right <laughs> so i'm standing there and this yeah. lady's going kick yeah kick. i go it ma'am to in. ma'am you shouldn't do that and she goes yep. why I said, because the way that the the gas is, works now there's a there's a charcoal canister in there you're going to fill it up and it's going to screw your car up yeah well i've done this this way all my life so if you don't mind, and i say fine man no okay. problem okay no <laughs> i'm just try, just trying uh, to warn you yep. you know yeah and
7: when you start replacing the charcoal canister and all that they're expensive it they gets they, it gets expensive quick because a lot of times it gets the charcoal canister it gets the vent solenoid and it gets the sensors in the tank you got to drop the tank down replace, replace oh, the sensor yeah you got you got to put the vent solenoid in then you replace the canister and that's what's caused the whole problem and people don't understand that and you know but it's i, I have them all the time dave
1: well i know. tried i just let you know i tried to take some business from you and it didn't work well i've called them i've <laughs> so called them you're myself gonna get the business yeah, so i've called them business. myself that's
3: at station and tell them
7: hey when it kicks off quit that it's, it's yeah. got all it wants it's done that's why it's designed to kick off when it comes up and bubbles back up into the hose
1: I kind of like it that it does that now and just stops because it's usually cheaper than what, than if I keep going. You know what I'm saying? It's the way the way it works. But, but yeah.
7: you, you'd be surprised how many people will pull up, pack it full, and they go to start it and it won't start. It's sitting there and crank, 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 and finally it'll start, and it and it act like it's flooded, which it is flooded That's because right. it sucked the fumes yeah, back up out, out of the fume. canister, back in, and they're sitting in the motor, and so it's got to clean all them out for it ever light again and then guess what happened then dave uh-oh what you know them little round things in the exhaust uh-oh it fills them full they go bad catalytic converters? converters too much fuel going through it Well, burn well, them that's
1: up. what happened to me with the with the injector I had an injector go bad same thing yeah. dumped fuel in and uh i can't get of course the check engine light to come off now but joe just says just keep driving it it's fine yep but I keep telling him I am going to change it, but what holds me back, $1,200. You
7: know, the grain, the grain shankles. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what holds me back right now. And then I had my, my illusions were totally dashed last Saturday when Duck looked at me and said, even when you change them, Dave, it may not turn the light off. I go, what? Because you know what, what? The problem is as long as that light stays on, my automatic start will not work on my yep. car. Oh, yep. Wow. Yeah. And I hate that, especially yeah. on a cold day. Yeah, me yeah. too. I like I like sit, sit in, you know, <laughs> drink my hot coffee and and push the button and I hear my car start and it turns on my heated seats to get warm.
7: And not on top of that, Dave, the tw- like mine, uh it it senses what the temperature is outside and it either turns the defroster on
1: or turns the air conditioner on really one of the two yeah I mean, mine doesn't do that see yours is newer than mine. yeah
7: it, it senses it and it also turns us if it's if you it's,
1: have the steering wheel that's cooled uh no yours? but i got the
7: seats and everything is cool yeah
1: but if
7: it's too hot too cold outside it also turns the heated seat on mm-hmm. but if it's too warm it turns the air conditioning seat on so i mean it, it's it's but dave there again guess what controls all that Computer, the body control module Yeah, all that is run through the body control module and, and a it's lot of,
1: all on one circuit is that not true they all so run, if one goes bad it can screw everything up they, they
7: call it what a closed loop all that information runs around in the circle Okay. and when it goes by Dave Dave gets what he wants when it goes by Jerry he gets what he wants when it comes by me I get what I want and it makes a circle grim and you get your share and I get my share and, we, and it, it pulls it out of there as it needs it
1: but it, if it goes by me and I happen to pull a little bit of what you need out of it, it screws you up. It does,
7: and then you got to go back and figure out who who <laughs> who's, done what, who's
1: screwing what, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, and I okay, had went I back you.
7: and fought, and you know, we had one here the other day is on is on a Kenworth. Well, they now have body control modules. They don't call them body control modules, but that's all it is. It couldn't get the wipers to work. Okay, it's all controlled through the body control. It has a sensor in the dash. For the wipers, nice.
1: yes. Wow. What what is it sensing inside your car? To, that Explain you... that to me, and we'll both know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I understand. finally figured Outside it out. Sensor
7: was job, bad, you know. but it is where it can see the windshield. So okay. I don't know if it's if it's if it's looking at the windshield and getting and picking up the rain on the windshield or what. But it was bad when let the wipers come on.
1: Boy, as dirty as hmm. my windshield gets sometimes. It probably would. <laughs> turn on the windshield wipers <laughs> just saying all right let's get a break in and uh, duck is here duck godsey's here of course from duck's garage over in benton and uh jerry roca is here from bumper to bumper he's out on uh, let me think now for a second uh, the road that they're on Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah. Roosevelt (laughs) Road. That's right. You're out there they're out by Homer's. Yep. Right Right down the street from Homer's. You know where Homers is at, you can find them. First time that I went out there in the nighttime looking for bumper to bumper, I got lost. That's not I couldn't find it because it's, it's back in the back. You'll drive right past it. I that. did yep. about like fifteen had, times. You're not the only one. We've had <laughs> yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. And I finally started texting Joe. Where in the <laughs> car nation are you guys? <laughs> All right. Uh, did you know there's 567 different ways to claim your Social Security benefits and 2,728 rules in the Social Security Handbook? And to make matters worse, the Social Security Administration's actually forbidden to offer you any personalized advice so you're totally on your own. It's no wonder why as much as $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year. Learn how you could wring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits in the up-to-date 2018 Guide to Social Security. From David Lucas, host of The David Lucas Show, you hear him right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer every Saturday at 10 and 3. To get your free 2018 Guide to Social Security, be one of the first 10 callers right now, 501-653-6690. You don't want to leave tens of thousands of dollars on the table. I know that sounds like a lot of money, and it is. And you say, well, how am I supposed to be getting tens of thousands of dollars? Do the math. Figure out how much money you get over time uh, as you're alive when you're retired from your Social Security Call 501-653-6690 or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. Yeah, 89 and uh, 67 would be over by Wendy's.
7: So that's O Road, correct? Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah so it's, it's, uh, main, it's, that's Main Street. Got it. So as you're going, as you're right there, you get off, and you everybody comes off right at that area. So they evidently have a pole down
7: yeah it said they had two light poles down
1: now i got to figure out how to get to my wife and get to uh hopefully they have it fixed by them but how to get to uh silver screen cinema which is on the other side of the light pole down the 89 <laughs> you may have to walk and, well i'm supposed to see i'm supposed to go see uh, mary poppins returns tonight my wife so can, to go see so i can talk about right. it just uh, friday as i go see the new movies and so that way maybe i I need to send her with you (laughs) yeah since since you're going you don't want to see it (laughs) didn't you like original mary poppins what are you un-american no i'm not
7: un-american i just (laughs) uh,
1: i'll go take me a nap come on say spoonful of sugar (laughs) medicine that's the only thing i'm worried about about the movie is that the music is not going to be as great as it was as it was in that first movie with uh, Mm -hmm. julie andrews i mean I could just sit here and name song after song after song from that. It was big hits during that time.
7: But that's been a long time
1: ago, Dave. Fifty years today. it been a long time oh, wow. ago. It yeah. originally opened today 50 years ago. Wow. And I told you the story about Emily Blunt and Julie Andrews. Both of them, Disney wanted them to play Mary Poppins. Both of them, when they were asked for pregnant, they, put, they shut the productions down until they had their children so that they could play Mary Poppins. <laughs> And I'm hearing great stories about Emily Blunt being just fantastic and be up for a, a best actor, you know, for that movie. We'll see. All right. So anyway, we're talking. And we got a minute here now before we get to the news. I got Jerry here. Jerry, you guys are going to be celebrating. I'm sure we'll be talking about this a lot uh, in 2019. 100 yeah. years. Yes, sir.
2: 1919. We started a business, Crowborough Game Company, and we'll be celebrating our 100 year.
1: You got to be doing something right yeah. to just stay in business for 100 Jerry's a hundred years. Standing on the
7: corner holding a sign up,
1: Dave. Well, I've <laughs> been guilty of that too. <laughs> I think we all yeah. been guilty yeah. of that. Yeah. I'm just saying that's, uh, yeah. that that says something when you have that type of longevity. Yes, it does.
2: A company been around a long time. We've been doing this thing a long time. Um, i have just showing. i uh, just showing duck and. And you, the uh, email, actually it was a letter that was written by our president of the company 50 years ago uh, about, you know, celebrating 50 years. So now here we are, 100.
1: Okay, so let's talk about that when we come back. we got news coming up. we got a vacuum cleaner, a wet-dry to give away. All right, back with you. Dave Ellswick Show. Let's give away a wet-dry back. What do you say? Let's go for it. Let's go, good. do that. Uh, 823-0965. 823-0965. Second caller, you want a wet-dry back? You could re-gift it, all right? Hey, we'll give you a gift that you can give it to somebody else. Uh, 823-0965. Six five. You be the second caller, you walk away with a wet dry vac, and you get the five-gallon bucket that goes along with it to catches all the water that you just sucked up. So it works out well. This has been a very big prize for hunters. They've yeah. loved this thing. They really do. All the lines are lit up. They're looking for it. Look at them. They're all green. Boom, 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 boom. All right. So we've got a winner. Just to let you know right now, we've got a winner. And uh, if you're calling, you can't win. It's already been given away.
7: So, Dave. Yes. Let's talk about the wintertime. Okay. You know, we've we've been talking for the last couple of months off and on about antifreezing your car. Yes. In this part of the country, it needs to be down somewhere as around 25 degrees. Okay. You can get by with that. You can actually get by with, you know, five or six degrees. But if you get in your car, start it up, get on the interstate within a few minutes – you're running down the interstate at seventy mile an hour, mm-hmm. and this would we'll just say it's fifteen degrees outside. That puts the air going across your radiator that don't have hot water through it yet. Somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy eight degrees below zero. It will freeze quick. Yeah, you know if you got antifreeze in it twenty five below, man, it ain't gonna freeze. You know, but uh, you know we preach that all the time, me and Joe, about you know when you get your car serviced, check your antifreeze yeah when we service a vehicle we check antifreeze in when we service them to make sure that they're at least 25 below i got some customers that run cross country and run up into the yankee land mm-hmm. i'll put them at 50 below oh yeah it gets
1: real cold yeah. up there i they grew up this, up sir. there
7: you know yeah. you you take 18 wheeler we'll just say for instance you take a Peterbilt, belt a, a 379 Peterbilt. belt if the cooling system is completely empty of water how many gallons do you think it holds dave
1: I have no idea just take take you a guess uh well i know it's got about 20 quarts of oil in it so i'm just going to get 44 quarts okay of oil. 44 that's the reason i miss these questions all the time i'm going to say it's got 15 gallons of water
7: most of them have somewhere around 18 gallons time everything gets full
1: i feel pretty good about that <laughs> guess
7: depending on which radio they got in anywhere from 15 18 gallon so if, if you go up in we'll just say you go to chicago yes on one of them january days when it's cold winds blowing 40 mile an hour and it's snowing you had to get it down around 50 degrees to keep it from freezing so you know I, them, how many gallons of antifreeze them i put seven gallons in it
1: <laughs> to, to get it down to 50 degrees it's unbelievable that when you talk about 18 wheelers and how much it takes to make one of those babies well just run. think
7: about this dave most 18 wheelers that run across the country they have 300 gallons of diesel fuel own the truck? How would you like to fill that up at three dollars a gallon? No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Ouch!
1: I don't think so. <laughs> but let's they... talk to our winner. What do you think? Let's go. You want to do that? Let's see. We got Mick out in Austin. Hey, Mick, how you doing up there? Things pretty good I'm up doing there. fine, Dave. Have you doing been fine, Dave? Have, How you doing? I'm doing good. Have you been up uh, in in the Cabot area? Evidently had a wreck there at 89 and uh, and 70, and somebody knocked the telephone pole down. Have you been around that area?
4: Uh, I heard about that. No, I, I work in Little Rock, and I'm headed to my second night job, so I've missed all that.
1: Oh, well, you're one of those people that are real greedy, huh? I guess so. <laughs> Dave, need more, needs more. Need yeah, need we more. need more like you. So,
7: right. do you know where uh, Evans is in Benton? You know anything I about know, Benton? But I can. It's a, but it's, I at, can find it. it's at, it's at four zero eight Watson Street in Benton. Okay, go in there and see uh, see Mike or Paul or one of them and tell them you won the vacuum cleaner and you must have a picture ID when you go in there. That
4: sounds great.
7: and they'll, they'll take care of you and give it to you
4: and
7: what's the name of that business again it's evans it's a bumper to bumper store bumper to
4: bumper okay yes right, sir it's right. uh
7: 408 watson street in benton
4: okay sounds good
7: and uh what kind of vehicle do you drive
4: i'm driving a toyota
7: corolla how you like it uh, i've
4: got a lot of miles on it it's been good to me
7: been a good vehicle
4: hasn't it yeah it sure has it's, they're, uh, they're a tough i've mean, got, good got vehicles. a lot of miles on it
7: they're, they're not nothing fancy okay. about them but they're good vehicles
4: Yep. It's it's done me right, I'd say that. All right. Well, All we appreciate it. Right.
1: Congratulations. For the listening. Yeah. Way to go, Mick. Well, thank you were a big guys. big winner. We appreciate you. And everybody wanted it too. Thank you. They're envious of you. Watch thank your you. back. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> well thanks guys. Y'all take care. <laughs> we'll talk to you we later. Too. All thank right. Bye bye now. Uh, Merry okay, Christmas. Bye-bye. All right. Mick out of out of Austin up in my area. It's where he's at. I live up in Cabot, so He's in that Austin Ward kind yep. of area out there, so uh, just be careful driving around there. Evidently, got a mess up there on eighty nine and in seventy. So, so keep that in mind. So,
7: Dave, are they going to finish the freeway from where they ended it there? I at keep Main wondering to the where they
1: doing a the new part. They haven't started the new part yet, but they're going to take it all the way up to BB. You know that, right? No, huh? Yeah, that was announced several months back. That's why I thought used to drive by the sign that says this will be finished in october of this year right yeah and then all of a sudden it changed to april of next year yeah. and i thought wow. oh okay so they're now they're already extending it out because they're going to tear up the other side well, what about through jacksonville there you know where it's <sighs> oh dude that's not that's not even that's going to take a long time that's a, that's a three-year job just that small area yeah because it's all bridges yeah
7: I, I mean, not only that, it's narrow. I mean, the, you know,
1: it's, it's some, people, not, some people. Some yeah. people going to lose a bunch of parking lots. The, There's not yeah. much there to work with. Well, the you know, last time that they yeah. announced it, they had not completely finished the negotiations on the property rights. Because you're you're right. You're they're going to yeah. get they're going to get up there in that access mm-hmm. road area, and then they're going to have to move the access roads. Out. And now you're going to get into people's parking mm-hmm.
7: lots. I got a lady that does my taxes right there. Right there on where all that is and she was telling me the other day she's going to lose about 30 feet of her parking lot i guess yeah makes sense to you know for them to come
1: through and put the i'm new just wondering through. how many of those businesses may have to move you know and houses buildings gonna have to be torn down and houses yeah you're going to be going through the backyards of some houses yeah. there so when that's what i'm saying it's going to take a while to get that done plus all of those bridges have be to be redone. widened yep got to be widened as far as length, raised you know length goes Height's height go. goes all that's got to be done and then they're going to turn the uh the access roads one way yeah so all and, that's in, happening. and in benton that killed businesses in benton they're going to do um turnarounds uh in jacksonville they're going to be a turnaround from what i understand they like they have In the Little Rock area, North Little Rock area, if you go to buy Sam's, they got the turnarounds there. They're going to have two of those uh, in Jacksonville. So if you're at one end, you can turn around. If you're at the other end, you can turn around. So I'm I'm assuming that's going to be at the Air Force Base, and then down just at 4:40 in that area. That's what I would think they're going to do. So just think how they Just think, well, think when they build it. I mean, that's going to be no no different than the big rock interchange that they did at the end of uh, yeah. six thirty,
7: yeah. and now we're working on the rest of it. Yeah, <laughs> making it the rest of it three lanes. But yeah, you know, I was I was just curious about that because I go through there when I go when I go up to Hardy going do yeah. hunting and stuff, yeah. and you know that road has always been rough through there. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. they've patched it, yeah. and
1: beat you to the ground days. on it, and remember patched it remember when they more. ground it a couple of years ago and yeah. for about three weeks it was nice, it was <laughs> nice and, <smooth. laughs> and then the holes come back yep it, it didn't take long because there is a there's a lot of traffic goes between Searcy and uh and but, Little Rock but you know the traffic.
3: strange thing talk
4: about hey Doug y'all talk
2: about the holes right now after all that rain we've had the last couple of weeks how yes. crazy holes galore
7: now yeah.
4: everywhere
7: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the way it is been all the roads in benton
1: just fell yep. apart after
7: that big rain we had we got potholes everywhere that's, in that's
1: because they've been doing all that cold fill. yep it just washed it right out
7: yeah just water got under it popped it up and here we go again <laughs> you know yeah.
2: it's like you're driving an obstacle course out there you're dodging yeah, <laughs> yeah you better dodging watch holes.
7: <laughs> i tell you what i did i went home the other day and got my trailer because i needed to move a uh, move my tractor from the shop back home so i went home got my trailer and i got two axle you know car hauling trailer coming down uh congo road okay got a little too close to the shoulder with the uh, trailer uh, it dropped off and i had to buy two new tires that happened and two
1: wheels that happened to me when i used to have my uh g6 a mm-hmm. convertible i had i love that car but uh, i was coming home going northbound on uh on 67 and it was during the time they were fixing right there by the bean field yeah and at redmond road there was a hole there was holes there and now there wasn't holes dave Them was caves craters. yeah they were craters big. yeah and I, <laughs> yeah. I, I i caught them one night because the guy started kind of drifting and i'm trying to move away and i hit it and it took out uh, both of the uh, uh the wheels on the left side plus it it bent up the rims yeah, it it, was not I had cheap. to buy
7: two wheels and, and, and two tires to go on mine because they weren't both of them, blew both of them out. Yeah. You know they're
2: big when you can catch
4: a catfish I don't want
2: them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, about a bass? And you know what? I was
1: noodling, too. <laughs> hey, look. Man, you, you, scuba you You can know. noodle all by yourself because I ain't joining. You're not going to do that, <laughs> huh? Nope. Well, let's talk about bumper-to-bumper. I want, Jerry, let me just talk about, uh, you said 100 years as it's been going on. Explain what bumper-to-bumpers, uh, business model is for the uh people who work for you what what is it you're trying to do as far as parts go
2: well of course the um and of course duck knows this our main customers you know we we'll take that business that comes in the front of our store you know the what we call the lobby uh, walk-in customers. Walk customers you know retail whatever you want to call it we'll take that all day long just like all the other auto parts stores do but really our our specialty, and it always has been, and, and I can safely say probably always will be, is uh, serving the professional mechanic. You know, the Ducks Garage, the Joe's Garage, the Sullivan's Automotive, those people are certified service centers, uh, are a prime example of our substance, our main yes. customer bases. And uh, they really, those are the guys that um, they're the cream of the crop. They pay the bills. Right. You know? So, um, that's the best way I can put it, Dave, as far as our business model. That's who we take care of. We take care of all of our customers. I like to say we take care of all of our customers. I think we do. I do too. Uh, we've got, um, those guys, professional mechanics. We've got the, uh, we also have, we sell auto paint, of course. We, uh, sell a substantial amount of auto body business markets. So, uh, headlights. Headlights, you know, all. We, we cater to a lot of that different type of there's, – there's commercial business we take care of. We get into the heavy-duty market as well, you know. Now, there's there's some parts of the heavy-duty market that Duck can, can yes. probably talk about that that, that we don't – probably we're not geared to do, but there's a lot of it that we are geared to do.
7: Yeah, as far as so, clutches, brake shoes, uh, brake drums for big trucks, you know, stuff like that. You know, the 66864 64 brake drum, which is a, a 66864 64 b is is what your common drum, they call it a hub pilot wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what ninety percent of your vehicles your your big trucks run out there today. And you got forty five fifteen brake shoes, you got forty seven oh sevens, you got forty seven oh nines. Now you got some forty seven thirty ones, that's which is a eight and a half wide brake shoe. Can you imagine a brake shoe, Dave, on a you know, on a car eight and a half inches wide? No. You know, <laughs> uh, you know it's but I don't want to. But... Uh, but <laughs> You know, and, and and you would think you know ninety percent of your vehicles running up down the interstate eighteen wheelers they got a sixteen by seven brake shoes they're seven inches wide sixteen inch size drum, but you would think that they would be astronomical. replaced. they're not much more expensive than buying a set for a, a truck or a pickup. Wow, you know they're they, you know they're relined brake shoes. everybody relines them. You know, mm-hmm. but the but the bottom line is
1: that bumper to bumper
7: <laughs> has
2: all. Make of
1: sure it. that. All these parts are available for your certified service.
2: Absolutely, you know, and we got you know. I've got to give a hats off to our parts people too. The to people working in our stores. We've got some knowledgeable, good, hardworking people behind that counter. Evans Auto Parts is a fine example of that. Yeah. you know the independent store side that we have, but company stores, independents. We've got people like Kenneth Phillips that does you know, the radio show and the Saturday uh, Park Hot truckers. Springs. Yeah, out of uh, Pine Bluff.
1: Pine, of Pine Bluff. I yeah. always yeah. want to say Hot Springs, he's Pine Bluff.
2: He, he's another one. He, you know, he, owned, he owns and operates an independent auto parts bumper bumper store. And, and a uh, shop. And a shop. Yeah, but, but all those guys are knowledgeable, been around a long time, got a lot of experience. And uh, that... That's what sets us apart too. You know, we've got knowledgeable parts people behind the counter. But keep
1: in mind, two years, twenty-four thousand miles, parts and labor, and the same thing if you use the credit cards, three years, thirty-six thousand miles. Let's get a break in, we'll come back, we'll finish up. Jerry Rocha here along with Duck on the Dave Ellswick Show, one FM, the answer. All right, final segment for today's edition of uh, Joe and and Duck. Joe not here, he's under the weather. So Jerry Roca has come in to join us from bumper to bumper. If you listen to the Saturday show, you know I'm always making fun of Jerry that he's listening to the show and he's going to send me a message or whatever. He he's, always there today. Dave. Well,
2: I'm right here in person to do sometimes it today.
1: Sometimes I sometimes I deserve it. Other yeah, times we poke him every once you know, in a while. We'll do it on purpose. Sometimes I'll 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 even say something wrong just so I know that he he loves me. <laughs> so let's talk about Rolodyne. That's where you guys are getting your oil from, and uh, for your customers, and important for people to know that they're to be trusted.
7: Well you know as david you know we was with b&m for a long time and then they sold out to mcpherson oil let me rephrase they sold out to retief retief sold them all out to mcpherson oil out of alabama uh love angel death should do anything in the world for you it's a mobile product but we decided we was going to stay with our chevron so we went with jeffrey over at rolodyne they're good people they take good care of us kind of like bumper to bumper uh dave you know we can call and ask and they ain't very long and one of them will show up with it jeffrey or or one of them you know jeffrey's our salesman and he takes good care he calls me called me the other day and asked me about oil and i told him yeah i I need some oil send me my oil you know my quantity i buy Uh, good great people they have any kind of chevron product you want right they you know they sell everything you know i buy mine from there joe buys his from there we buy the e-packs because you get six gallons in an e-pack you don't waste none most cars nowadays needs 3.75 quarts and why in the world that we can't understand to make a four-quart car or a five-quart car but they don't they make it you know three three point seven five or four point two five or you know four quarts in one ounce or something you know they do that they do that on purpose so they so keep they you on see, your toes yes yeah, so they can sell more oil because most people put it in by the court right so if you got one that holds four point two five quarts you're gonna pay for five quarts that's right you know even though the other court's gonna get wasted so with the with the e-packs that we buy through roll through jeffrey and his boss and, and they're good people um we can get you 4.1 gallons you know or anything like that out of the epac because it's in a plastic bag and we just run out what we want out of it and you know and everything else is fine so that's how we do that clean yes sir it is nice and clean and uh you know but they're good people at you know if you just give jeffrey a call and he will take good care of you without any trouble they're good
1: people and top of that they take good care of duck duck takes good care of you as a customer exactly you get in you get out you don't waste your time in a stall That's the know, way it works all yes, right sir. so it, keep that in mind keep that name in mind rolodyne all right we got just a few moments left guys We've got about two and a half minutes here so dave yeah i want
7: to thank jerry Okay, and,
1: and Mr. Fletcher and
7: all them good up people. there. Yes, sir, for sponsoring us on the radio on the car show. Yep, and you know, and sponsoring us at the at the car show in Con, in you know in in Conway. Um, as Jerry, you know, it's it's a lot of work, isn't it? Yes, it is.
2: Big you project. Know, it it ain't full year.
7: About just no. a month or two or
2: the yeah. week up, it
1: gets it's, it's done, and, and the next day they're yeah. debriefing each other and getting ready for the well, next year.
7: Well, As Jerry, he writes around, writes his notes. <laughs> hey, we need to we need to look well, at this. You well, know, that's good. That's what well, you know. it should. And and it saves us. And this year, uh, I, me and Joe have sat down and discussed it. You know where they have the. The food trucks up here in, in Little Rock. Yes, we're going to make a trip over there a couple of months before the car show. Try to chalk them into it, huh? And we're going to try to get four people that will come up there with their, you know, their vans and stuff to, uh, to make it better. Um, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be good. You know, be really uh, good. Because in the past, that's been one of the problems. We couldn't ever get enough people to, to bring your food trucks up there. Mm-hmm. and You know, and you got to go out there and stand in line. And Dave. I ain't one to stand in line. I'm just going to be frank and honest with you. You think <laughs> yeah,
2: you're special. It's usually warm too that time of year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not it's
7: not so real either. warm. But we want to thank Bumper to Bumper and thank Jerry and Mr. Fletcher, Chris, uh, James, Kenneth, the whole group over there because they have been super good to us on this stuff. You know, I just want to thank them all, and, appreciate, and I appreciate everything they do for us. Well, before we run out of time, Doug, I want to take this
2: opportunity. We want to take this opportunity, yeah. Bumper Bumper, to thank all of you guys, the certified service centers, not just the 10 guys we got in this radio group, but the entire certified service centers yeah. throughout our market areas for their support. Thank 101.1 The Answer, Dave. Everything you all have done for us this year it has been a good year. We appreciate it. Merry Christmas to all of you. Uh, Merry Christmas,
1: yep. too. Let me put my uh... – my handkerchief up. I'm, 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 I started crying. Yeah, okay. right. But, Dave, we, anyway. we thank you for coming in on Saturdays, too. That's all right. All right, uh, Duck, Jerry, thanks for coming in. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to tell you not how to. I lose money on the internet buying Christmas presents. I know it's getting close to Christmas, but some of you haven't shopped yet. I'm going to save you some money. Stick around. All right, back with you. Final hour, Dave Ellswick show, and DLE is going to join us, senior manager of communications for the Global Innovation Policy Center. Want to talk about uh, making sure that. You don't get caught up in some of these scams on the uh, internet and and dia this is a real problem at this time of year is it not?
8: Yes, certainly. Hi Dave. Hey. What uh, what
1: should yeah. be what should be people, you know, people be watching for? I mean, I mean always if it looks too good to be true, it probably is, but what are some other things they should be peering, paying attention to?
8: Definitely, uh, more, and more, Americans these, more and more Americans these days are doing their Christmas shopping online. You know, mm-hmm. using their computers and their smartphones, and so auto criminals are looking to capitalize on that and take your money through these platforms. Um, and that can be through fake apps that are on the app store, fake emails that come into your inbox, um, you know, fake ads that are on social media. Um, all of these things are trying to get you to click a false link that could be stealing your information or, you know, getting some malware downloaded onto your computer that could steal your information or lead you to buy a counterfeit product that can end up harming you and your loved one.
1: Yeah, and counterfeit fitting uh, products is a huge, huge business for people. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people might say... Well, I, I I wanted to buy a pair of Nikes, and I'm, I'm using Nikes because they just busted some people that were counterfeiting Nikes yeah. a few weeks ago. Bottom line, uh, you get them, you think you, you got this great deal on Nikes, and then you find out you don't have Nikes at all, and they start falling apart in a mm-hmm. couple of days.
8: exactly. Exactly. Um, there's basically counterfeits for any kind of product that is out there. When you're doing your Christmas gift shopping, counterfeit toys are very prevalent, uh, with made with substandard parts that can pose choking hazards to your kids made with dangerous materials like lead. Um, I know a couple of years ago, hoverboards were very popular and a lot of poorly made counterfeit versions of it ended up causing injuries and house fires. Yeah. Um, and other stuff like clothing too. counterfeit. Clothing can also fail fire resistance standards. Same thing, house fires. Um, And there's a lot of unsafe, subpar substances like mercury, arsenic, and other harmful chemicals that can be in counterfeit cosmetics, baby formula, medicines, um, counterfeit car parts like brake pads and airbags that don't function, you know, as they should and can cause accidents, Um, batteries, chargers that can melt and catch fire. It's really, it's really... um, a lot of things out there yeah
1: it's a it's a disease if it's a product out there somebody's counterfeiting it and trying to make some money off of it now you work with the u.s chamber of commerce uh you know trying to keep people you know up to date on all of this explain to my Mm -hmm. listener uh my listeners how they best can protect themselves from these kinds of scams
8: Sure. Um, the bottom line is to make sure that you're getting your products from their official sources. So if you're trying to get an iPhone, make sure you're going to Apple.com or going to an Apple store to buy those things instead of um, other websites um, or going to the street corner, because often these are counterfeit products um, and that can harm you and your loved ones that way. Um, a lot of these uh, fake links, fake websites, you can tell by... Um, Often they have typos in their pages, Mm -hmm. um, bad grammar. A lot of these places are international places like in China and Hong Kong that produce these counterfeits. Um, If they're sending you an email about some deal, make sure that it's actually coming from that big company's proprietary email address, not, uh, so if it's, an iPhone deal, make sure that it's coming from at, Apple, at Apple.com um, and making sure that the links that they're putting into that website uh, that they're trying to get you to click are actually going to Apple.com and not to some uh, counterfeit version of that website. When you're looking at your URL as well, um, you want to look for HTTPS, uh, um, that S is very important. That S stands for secure and make sure that your information is encrypted. Um, and so if that S is not there in the URL, often that is a sign that your information can get stolen. All right. And just to recap, yeah. um, the bottom line is you're safe you're, you're safer and um, you can eliminate a lot of this doubt about whether or not it is a scam or if you are getting tricked by going directly to that company's website.
1: Okay, and, I mean, is, is it the same if you're using, like, Amazon.com and things of that nature? Can you be pretty sure that what you're buying is not a knockoff?
8: So um, these kinds of sellers, like Amazon and eBay, there's actually, because they list third-party products, those can actually be counterfeits. Um, and those companies are doing, uh, like, taking a lot of action to um, counter, uh, counter all of these things, but they can't catch everything. And so um, the third-party products that are listed on there can actually be counterfeits. They can look very similar to real products. Um, they can have a lot of fake reviews on there as well to trick you. So you can't really be sure what you're buying is the actual authentic product. Again, I would just say um, the best way to make sure that you are not getting scammed is to go on their official website.
1: All right. That's just good, uh, good advice because bottom line, if you get scammed by some of these people making, uh, you know those those type of uh, counterfeit products, they're kind of like the guy that used to st- walk on the streets of uh, Chicago where I I grew up at, and they'd have the watches mm-hmm. hanging on the inside of their coat. I mean that really was a really a deal. And they open up and say, want to buy a watch." Yeah, you, you know they they'd have like twenty Rolexes in the coat. Well, mm-hmm. anybody had any? common sense knew that they weren't real and you know you buy one you think it's a good deal you pay let's say you pay a hundred bucks for something that's going to cost you 500 bucks well it breaks down in two weeks it's not such a good deal after all exactly yeah how much
8: and it harms american businesses as well and jobs yeah that Um, that,
1: that, go ahead
8: so, at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, we've done studies that estimate that intellectual property theft like this can cost American businesses between 200 billion to 250 billion dollars a year in lost revenue, and it's estimated that it can cost 750,000 American jobs each year. Um, the counters, these, these criminals are not just. They are people on the street corners, but it takes an entire criminal network to be able to produce and import, export, distribute these illegal items. Um, And so it's really funding when you're buying a counterfeit. It's funding an international criminal network.
1: Isn't this one of the big things that uh, is causing, you know, some of the heartburn with uh, the trade negotiations with China is because they've allowed, and in Korea even in, in times, uh, have let allowed this kind of stuff to, to grow exponentially.
8: Yes, this is certainly a, an item that is discussed a lot in these trade negotiation talks just to make sure that intellectual property is high on the agenda for um, both parties that American intellectual property, American brands, American products are being respected.
1: All right. Well, Daya Lee, we appreciate you. She's the senior manager of communications with the Global Innovation Policy Center of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. You got all of that on your business card?
8: <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: it's a good <laughs> business card. <laughs> I, I love that. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. They told me you had about 10 minutes, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold it at that. You gave us some good advice. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. Daya Lee from uh, the uh, U.S. Chamber of Commerce. The Global Innovation Policy Center is uh, where she works at. And some good information. Only buy it from uh, the people who make it. That's the best way. I did not realize uh, the Amazon and, and whatever was a, was still a problem because uh, knockoffs are sold right through Amazon because they can't check everything. So keep that in mind and you heard how much money that can be costing you know american businesses and it can end up costing jobs as well all right it's quarter after five let's take a break we got more coming your way here on the dave Ellswick show all right hope that uh, little segment uh helped you out don't forget about uh hillcrest designer jewelry eric is going to be on the show again friday at four o'clock in the final hour of uh, the dave Ellswick show and as we Get closer and closer to Christmas. Uh, Eric knows that there's guys out there and women out there that have not purchased uh, their, uh, you know, presents yet. He's going to come on and specifically talk to you about things that you can come in and pick and uh, have a big winner uh, for everybody. And then I want to thank him personally on the air for the peppermint bark that he gave me. Oh, it's really, really. Good. I really appreciated uh, him doing that. But he'll join us uh, Friday, or, uh, yeah, Friday at 4 o'clock. Don't want to miss it. He'll give you some great information you can use about how to make sure what you're buying is worth what you're paying. And that's a big deal when it comes to, to jewelry, let me tell you. All right. I just came across a story today that I, I found interesting that I talk about a little bit. And it, it affects all of us. And that is the U.S. population grew in the past year at its smallest rate in over 80 years. As more people died and fewer were born, according to figures from the Census Bureau, the, uh, the numbers which cover the year end of July 1 show the country's population rose by six-tenths of a percent. million people. That was the lowest rate since 1937. The figures offer fresh clues to which states are likely to gain or lose congressional seats after the 2020 census. If the House of Representatives were uh, apportionated based on this year's data, Texas would gain two seats, while Arizona, Colorado, Florida, North Carolina, and Oregon would each gain one. States losing a seat would be Illinois, Michigan, Minnesota, New York, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and West Virginia, with Rhode Island falling to a single representative. People are moving to western and southern states, lured by better weather and a lower cost of living. I've told you the story before. You know why the South has boomed and the West has boomed, correct? Easy, cheap energy and air conditioning. That's the reason the South has most of the big cities now, you know, Atlanta, you got Tampa, you got Texas, you got Dallas, you've got, you know, Houston, you got Austin, you got all these cities now that are down in the south. Uh, of course, you go over to Florida, you've got uh, Orlando, Miami, you got all of the, the cities over there. And the reason people are moving here is because they like living in warmer weather instead of all that. Uh winter up there, and they've got a lower cost of living than in many parts of the north. Nevada, Idaho, Utah, Arizona, and Florida saw the highest rates of population growth in the country, according to the uh, the new data. Uh, nine states saw their populations decline new york, illinois West Virginia. Louisiana, Hawaii, Mississippi, Alaska, Connecticut, and Wyoming. Dragging on population growth are a record low birth rate that continues to fall and a death rate that is rising slightly. And then we talked about the story yesterday we read about that said that our mortality rate is going down. Yeah, we've almost lost two years off of our mortality rate. The birth rate fell to 59.8 births per 1,000 women aged 15 to 44. That, according to preliminary data from the National Center for Health Statistics, that's 14% below the most recent peak back in 2008. Preliminary data shows the death rate for the year that ended July first rising to 867.6 per 100,000, up three percent from the uh, three percent uh, from the same period two years ago. An uptick in people moving to the U.S. from other countries helped fuel the population growth. So that's something to keep. Uh, in mind as you're looking at all this uh, g- going on. All right, Now, when we talk about illegal immigration, we typically talk about what's going on in Central America, things of that nature, and um, bringing people to our country. However, as I've said many a time, uh, there's people coming in from all over the world because people from all over the world want to be here in uh, the United uh, States, we talked about the Bengalis coming in uh, down in Laredo uh, here in Arkansas. We've had Marshall uh, We've got um, all kinds of people wanting to uh, come to the United States. And another group of people is the Chinese uh, Border Patrol agents in California say that they captured two Chinese nationals that were believed to have been smuggled across the border in an ultralight aircraft. El Centro Sector Border Patrol agents tracked an ultralight aircraft that made a cross-border incursion from Mexico and landed in the United States in the early morning hours yesterday. Border Patrol agents on the ground were informed by CBP Components of a uh, ultralight aircraft detected flying over the international border from Mexico into the U.S. airspace just before 2 o'clock in the morning. The aircraft was operating without any lights. Agents tracked the aircraft from the ground to where it landed. Border patrol agents arrived at the landing area soon after, but the ultralight aircraft departed and returned to Mexico before it could be stopped. Agents on the ground encountered two Chinese nationals. Agents suspect they were in the U.S. illegally and that they were dropped off by the ultralight aircraft. Also arrested at the landing zone was a Mexican national in a waiting vehicle who was suspected of being part of the human smuggling effort. The Mexican national was found to be legally present in the U.S. and in possession of a border crossing card. The two Chinese nationals and Mexican national were transported to the border patrol station for further investigation. It's the second recent incident involving an ultralight aircraft at the border. Uh, Early Sunday morning, border patrol agents tracked an ultralight that resulted in the arrest of two and the seizure of more than 125 pounds of meth amphetamine so they're uh, bringing in uh, drugs now uh coming in from uh, uh Central America as well using ultralight aircraft by the way did you happen to see uh the story uh the other day dealing with uh, uh, methamphetamines being uh, trafficked now trafficked out of uh uh Afghanistan moving away from heroin finally don't forget about my friends uh, aero plumbing They are the plumbers that I use. They do a great job for you. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you're not 100% satisfied with the service that they provide, they'll refund all your money. If their plumber smokes or swears in your home, that's right, smokes or swears, doesn't wear the shoe covers, you don't have to pay for the service either. Uh, I've used Aero Plumbing for years. I will continue to use them for many more because Earl Donaldson has done a great job of building a plumbing company that is uh, made up of qualified plumbers that show up in uniform who take good care of the work that they do that offer you different ways of fixing things with uh, different lengths of warranty. Uh, Aero Plumbing is the bomb as far as I'm concerned. Go to aeroplumbing.net or follow up on them at uh, Google by just Googling Aero Plumbing. Hey, coming up tomorrow, just so you'll know, uh, we'll have J.R. Davis on and uh, a lot of other people to keep you uh, entertained here and uh, informed here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But right now, let's get to the news. It's up next. I got to tell you something that I just haven't gotten used to. Russ is coming across the Motley Foo, uh, Fool website, and it says this. Are you ready for this? Forget penny pot stocks. Here's the legal cannabis stock you're looking for. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I haven't haven't gotten used to that whole. This is this has really changed as far as that's concerned. No doubt about it. And then uh, this final story here that I came across today, the national opioid uh, crisis propelled a crackdown on prescription painkillers, and we've seen this happen here in the state as well, causing hundreds of doctors to abruptly reduce or completely cut off their patients' prescriptions, uh, leaving many among the estimated 20 million Americans who suffer from daily debilitating chronic pain to consider suicide. One woman spoke of how her mother at 72 72 years old and in pain because of degenerative bone disease saw only one way out after her opioids were tapered down. She committed suicide. A husband whose wife of 50 years suffers from a neurological and spinal disease and and who no longer can get a prescription for painkiller patches said a welcome death has become a discussion. Paul Wayman, a 69-year-old veteran, wrote, The VA cut my pain meds cold turkey after over 25 years. I now buy heroin on the street. Now, we've talked about this here on the show, thinking that you're doing something right when, in fact, you could be doing something that's doing harm. Says, you need to talk with veterans. My friend has more metal and screws in him than a robot, but no more pain meds. Suicide is the only light at the end of the battlefield for him. I used to do a lot of volunteer work. Loved doing it with my wife. Now I get high so I can walk. All we're asking for is some relief and some quality of life. Ending life now is not on the bucket list. I do not think about it all the time. Wayman is among the hundreds who reached out to Fox News through emails and messages on social media following the publication of a three-part series on the nation's struggle to address the crippling opioid crisis caused mainly by illegal drugs and the unintended victims, chronic pain sufferers who have relied on prescribed opioids for relief that is left in its Wake. The series showed the federal government's approach to addressing the overdose epidemic by targeting the supply and prescribers of these opioids has unwittingly led many doctors to cut down or cut off their patients' pain medications altogether. The approach was bolstered by 2016 Centers for Disease Control and Prevention guidelines, despite the agency's warning that they merely were suggestions and not to be enforced as law. And it's left many chronic pain sufferers under-treated, with some contemplating taking their own lives. So, you know, I hope that when this session starts, and we'll be covering the session uh, live here on the Dave Ellswick Show, we'll be at the Capitol Monday through Thursday covering what's going on, that when they take this up about what they're going to... uh, pass as far as law on these things. They'll take the people who have been on these painkillers for years and need these painkillers to have any semblance of a a normal life. Uh, Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's make sure that we take care of those who truly, truly need uh, these drugs, perhaps at a higher rate, than what doctors would like to prescribe, but understand that it's the only thing that can give these people a decent life. All right, I am going to come back from the break, and we want you to hear what Senator uh, uh, Garner had to say about SB-15. So we'll bring that to you when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Tomorrow, don't miss Michael Cutler. He'll be with me at 4 o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show. (laughs) We'll be right back.
0: right <laughs>